his corner. And you don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the moat out of this. I am broken, Matt Hardy, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes, it is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multivers. Make sure to check them out. The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Nick. I just want to say, guys, this is going to be the greatest podcast ever. <laughs> hey. If Edge and Orange can do it, so can we. <laughs> we'll live up to it. Before we jump into anything, I want to talk about some kind of a serious topic. This past few days, past like 24 hours on Twitter, there's been a lot of things coming out, specifically pertaining to the uh, hashtag speaking out movement. And a lot of female wrestlers and just female fans have been coming forward with accusations and stories about sexual misconduct and things along that nature against wrestlers and people in the wrestling business. And so far there's been like 60 plus names that I've seen, which is one is too many, but that it's ridiculous. And I don't want to go too far into it because I think this is something that's important to hear from the people who are telling the stories to themselves. So I would say go on Twitter and just look through the hashtag speaking out. Cause I think there's like, 55,000 tweets about it right now like there's it's a big thing going on right now and it's definitely important because if there's if there's people like this in the wrestling business they need to get out that there's no room for anything like that and there's definitely no no reason a female wrestler or female fan shouldn't feel safe in the place they would go for their job or just for entertainment but the whole thing really started with david Starr. he uh he got outed by one of his ex-girlfriends, and from there, it just kind of snowballed. A lot of women started feeling more comfortable coming forward with their stories and weren't as afraid of the backlash that they would get. And there's been a lot that comes, has come out of it, but the, the one like major repercussion I've seen given out so far is that Jack Gallagher has been released by the WWE, which if the, the things he did, good riddance, like... like yeah, like I said, there's no room for stuff like that. But I just wanted to make sure we spoke on that because we're a wrestling podcast and this is a very big topic in wrestling right now. And it's important to show support to people speaking out about these things. I'm sure that's not an easy thing to talk about. But yeah, absolutely. And then with Gallagher, you know, I, I feel like WWE wouldn't just let him go, you know, based unless they had obviously – valid information yeah definitely but 
yeah, I just wanted to make sure we spoke on that and wanted to send our support to everybody speaking out right now. But with that being said, I guess we'll hop into the some lighter news for the for what happened this week, and it's still not very good. So it, there was a positive COVID nineteen test at the WWE Performance Center this week, Ooh. and uh, after the days, or I think the day after that came out well first off the press knew about this before the wrestlers which is crazy <laughs> super just it goes beyond unprofessional extreme it's, it's, i don't understand if there's how's there not some kind of lawsuit there for that like negligence or something like that yes speaking of ne- negligence apparently not a single wrestler or maybe not a single but most wrestlers hadn't been tested even once before this tuesday even though they had a positive test around WrestleMania season. So WWE making some uh, questionable decisions there. Goddamn, pal, the show must go on. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't see how, especially with what everything AEW has been like very transparent that they test every single person before they even walk into Daly's Place. Like, right. how, how could you not? Test. Was WWE reporting that they were te- they were testing everybody? I hadn't heard that they weren't, so you would have assumed they were. But <laughs> right, well, that's one of those things. Like, well, you didn't ask. One of those, exactly. You yep. know, but that's so fucked up, man. It, that's just risking everybody's there's health. Yep, for, for and their just, own benefit. And obviously, it, I don't know. This is a hard. It's a hard go to, but for a company that just kept on going when I, when a, a wrestler fell 50 feet to his death, yep. I'm not super surprised that this type of thing would still happen, but you, I don't know. You would hope that it wouldn't, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. Definitely. So it's just crazy. Um, Kevin Owens actually missed this week's tapings because he said he wasn't coming because of all the COVID stuff. Like they weren't tested right. and then there was a positive test. So I don't blame him. And hopefully oh, he doesn't. Hopefully he doesn't get any heat backstage because there's no reason. But with Sami Zayn, you saw he got stripped of the title. So who knows what will happen, man. But that being said, I guess we can hop into Raw from this week. And another thing to go along with this questionable handling of the COVID thing, they had fans in attendance. Not many. It was mostly the, the Performance Center and NXT guys, but there was still... A few, uh, a few fans in the crowd. At WWE reported that it was friends and family, but there was also reports from, I think it was Fightful. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp said that he had heard from some workers that it was also a few select fans in attendance, and they had not been tested. They just got the, the little quick temperature check, and then you're all good. And they were not wearing masks. They were not six feet apart. They were dancing with the Street Profits. They... <laughs> Wow. And then the next day, there's a positive test, I guess. So <laughs> the news just keeps on coming for them, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Good God. But this show opened up with Randy Orton in the ring. He, he comes down and says he won the greatest wrestling match ever. So that makes him the greatest wrestler ever, which, I mean, I guess that's sound logic. I, I mean,. <laughs> I didn't know that was what was on the line, but 
I mean, if yeah, you I if you win the greatest wrestling match, who's to say you aren't the greatest wrestler? So I get, I uh, guess he's got he's got a true. point there. I guess. <laughs> but but then you hear a go. If you close your eyes, you might get the truth revealed. <laughs> this man Christian comes down to the ring. He says, "Orton, you're a son of a bitch." <laughs> he uh. He tells Orton that he's just he's just letting him know, giving him the business that, especially because Edge ended up injuring himself in the match. Christian's just mad that Edge came back, and for Orton to not only put him on the shelf again, but to just disrespect him, Christian wasn't having it. So Orton pops back at him. He's like, "Well, Edge, uh, I know you're not medically cleared, but I have a way around that." I'm challenging you to an unsanctioned match. What? So he's so he, he is injured, but he challenged him to an unsanctioned match. No, Christian. Uh, he, oh. I think he just. I think he had like this, like similar situation to Edge, but like not as bad. So he had to uh, retire early. Hmm. Which we'll talk about some some uh, prime Christian later. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> Yeah, versus Norman Smiley. The GOAT. <laughs> that's oh. the real greatest wrestler ever. I don't know what Orin's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this man got the big wiggle. What are you talking about? Come on now. <laughs> football helmet. Uh, man, I love Norman Smiley. But yeah, so they uh, the challenge get goes kind of open-ended here. They don't really give the answer to it yet. But that's kind of the, the over overarching story of this episode, you would say. Mm. And then next, we got a Angel Garza interview with Charlie Caruso, who is Angel Garza's favorite person. It seems like he, <laughs> she she's like, and they're both like enamored with each other. It seems like they always give each other the eyes. There you he go. says, "Uh, if I win, uh, you want to come to the ring and give me a special interview?" He's like, uh, "That could be arranged." <laughs> <laughs> I would be delighted. <laughs> But Garza's basically saying he didn't mean to cross Andrade the title at uh, Backlash. And Andrade walks up and doesn't seem to believe that. He's not very happy with him. But that leads into the next match, which is Angel Garza versus Kevin Owens. And this was a, a good match. It wasn't very long, but Andrade ends up coming out a few minutes into it. And him and Garza starts arguing. And Zelina Vega's pissed. She's like, I'm tired of all your arguing. And she just leaves. And then they're like, oh, man, what did we just do? And then the dysfunction continues because there's a botched interference by Andrade leading to Kevin Owens hitting with the Stone Cold Stunner for the one, two, three. <laughs> I wonder if they're, I don't know. I wonder if they're leading to a feud between them eventually. I could kind of see Garza going babyface because he's, he's that... uh. Who's a good example? He's just that, like, the ladies' man who, all, like, all the female audience will pop for he- heavily. That's, I think that's what they're going for. Like, the, the huge, like, the huge, just, like, ladies' man, ah, screaming girls right. type thing. Yeah, because it'd make more sense if uh, Zelina stayed with Andrade. Yeah. So he has the mouthpiece and he can keep doing the Spanish. Uh, yeah, I, I think, own, you know, which is dope. I think Garza, I can't. I think Garza's English might be a little bit better than Andrade's. Maybe. I, uh, maybe it's just because like the way he, he has a little swagger about it, it kind of comes off better sometimes. 
because Andrade yeah, is more like a it definitely serious, does seem that way though. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I could see it wherever they go with it. I'm sure it'll be good because Andrade and Garza are both awesome talents. Yeah. So next we have Bobby Lashley and MVP come to the ring and drop a promo talking about Lana, <laughs> and uh, this is pretty funny, honestly. So they're they're blaming Lana for the loss at Backlash, basically. And uh, Lana comes to the ring and she's like, I, "I'm not gonna do a Lana impersonation because I don't want I want to spare your ears on that one." But uh, <laughs> well, you can either do a rush like fake Russian or just regular. She's not even Russian anymore. Apparently, she's just know, right? annoying. <laughs> <laughs> She, now she's going to be divorced. Yeah, I guess definitely will be, it seems like. So she comes out and says MVP's the problem. And MVP calls her a thought. <laughs> that <popped me. laughs> I had to like check well, to make sure I heard that right. her husband for Bobby Lashley. Hey. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> Lashley goes, says that he wants a divorce. And she's like, I should have slept with Drew. And I was like, damn, come on, man. <laughs> See, he's, she just proved his point more. Took you about 15 seconds to switch real quick. <laughs> she's switching teams. She's out here going crazy. <laughs> I think I called that at Backlash, too, by the way. I think you did, yeah. We'll get into that. Later. Yeah, I think you did. But, yeah, they're, I'm glad because they got to get Lana away from Lashley because that Definitely. just – I didn't like it from the start. It was just <laughs> weird. Yeah. I didn't like it even when Rusev was there, and I, I love Rusev. It's just, I mean, they're trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they did their you best, can, but you can only Lashley so deserves better for sure. Rusev yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I think they're starting to go along a way to make him get what he deserves. Hopefully, so I'm for it. Something that uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about this uh, Viking prophets. Ninja Tazawa thing. That was fucking trash, bro. I this who was weird. the giant ninja? Did they ever say his name's Jordan Um Bigway? I think his name is. He's like seven four. He's a big dude. That's a big boy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. Is it? Is he um at the performance center or anything? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Just, oh, okay, okay. So the first time I, I saw think. him, he was teamed up we're not team but he was being managed by malcolm bivens and that is such a drop ball if they would have malcolm bivens with that man that's money right there this big old dude <laughs> and malcolm bivens just talking a whole lot of crap like oh that'd have been so good he's got the two big dudes with him in Dushir, but i don't know yeah i finally wrote down their name too Caught the name. <laughs> yes in Dushir. but yeah that would that 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 shit at backlash between Street Profits and the Viking Raiders and that whole like kind of goofy cinematic. Yeah, there were parts of it that made me laugh, but overall, I was just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, it just kept going. Like it was, yeah. it would have been good if it was just shorter. shorter yeah, yeah, but it was too long. Uh, yikes! Yeah, there's for sure funny parts of it, but they just dragged it on too long. I think. Yeah, and then it carried on here raw too. Yeah. So Zawa comes up and asks for a sequel. <laughs> Stupid. And then when will it end? I don't know. Well, maybe well, next week they apparently are going to have a match: Viking, right? Ra- Ra- Viking Raiders and Street Profits. So that's right. Big Show came out and set it up because he's a GM for some reason. I don't know what Big Show's doing. Well, 
He's out here making matches. He's doing he's, he's doing the big show show. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that was the promo. The promo was that level of a promo. Yeah, it was weird. Like. Last time Big Show was on TV, he was a heel going against uh Drew McIntyre. Dude, Big Show's literally like has oh, yeah, more healing face turns. Yeah. More more healing face turns than anybody ever, I'm pretty sure. I would believe that, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like they just decide every time he's on TV, you'll hey, be a, a face today. You know what? You're a heel today. He's just trying to get give uh probably some younger wrestlers the rub. And yeah. Collecting a big old big old paycheck. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of a younger wrestler, next we had the uh, Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins segment, which so this Seth, was, this is crazy. Yeah, Seth. Seth was kneeling, talking about how if Dominic just comes down and he he can be a part of the disciples, he could be a sacrifice who he needs to be. Ray was a sacrifice, and then this man Dominic comes out and just lays him out. It was like Dominic looked good here. Like he, he had a nice little clothesline. He was looking smooth in the ring when evading. He, he, yeah, he he's like been just, he's been doing uh, putting in work in the performance yeah. or something. I know he's been training, but he. He's impressed me how smooth he was looking. He like was not clunky at all, and he was doing some like quick cuts, evading them. It was, it was oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. And when he took a beating from Brock, that said a lot too. Because oh yeah, he was selling his ass. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't hard. I'm sure it wasn't hard for Brock to uh, put a beating on anybody and make it yeah. look legit. But he was selling, and it, yeah, he beat the fuck out of him. And he went the other way with this. This this yeah. was like very impressive. Yeah, he was quick too. He's a big dude. He was moving quick. Yeah. You know what's weird? He's like two Ray Mysterios. He's literally two Ray Mysterios. You know who he kind of looks like to me? Walter. Uh, Ray Mysterio on top of another one in a trench coat. He looks like Walter in the face. Look, oh, yeah, he, he kind of does. He's got like a, a very similar face to Walter. And I was like, damn, I never noticed that until this week. But yeah, he was quick. He was he got away from Buddy Murphy and uh Austin Theory as they tried to come out and make the save for Rollins and if they do a Rollins Dominic Mysterio match, it'd be kind of cool. I would love, yeah. I would love to see what he can do in a full match because he he's been impressive every time he's been like in the ring. Oh, definitely. He uh, and his his clothes are always on point too. Oh yeah, he's he's got some drip for sure. He's always <laughs> wearing some Louis Vuitton shit. Yeah, yeah, he's got the Rey Mysterio money. I I, he, I see Rey Mysterio wearing the Louis Vuitton mask. But Ravy, he's crazy. He's got the Gucci mask, the Louis mask. He's He'll come out in a Wolverine outfit. Yeah, exactly. Shout to All In. <laughs> so the next match was a complete squash, basically. The Iconics versus Liv Morgan and Natty. So oh, yes. what they were pushing Liv Morgan for a little bit, and then they just she <laughs> lost. She was undefeated for a few weeks, and then she lost to Charlotte, and she's done nothing since. Yeah. I sense a trend. Yeah, there's so, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so it's a very short match. Iconics end up winning. And then they call out Bailey and Sasha for next week. So I guess we're getting Bailey and Sasha versus the Iconics on Raw, which I'm not yep. against. So next there's a little backstage segment where MVP comes to Apollo Crews and starts spitting like some knowledge to him saying like, you know, you could really use my tutelage. I could I could help you out. And Apollo kind of blows him off. But then it seems like he might have listened to him because he uh, MVP was saying, use that edge, use that edge. Yeah. 
especially against a guy who's experienced as Shelton. And that led in to Apollo Crews versus Shelton Benjamin for the uh, U.S. title, which, speaking of Shelton, I miss his old theme song. His old theme song that, ain't no stopping me now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that oh, yeah. Was sick. <laughs> that was sick. I forgot about that one. Man. Why the guys change theme songs to just very generic things? His new theme sucks. That's what I'm saying. All these, it's always like, I don't know, some bullshit. Just yeah, exactly. don't fix it if it ain't broke. Exactly. There's literally no reason to fix it if it's not broken. But uh, Apollo ended up getting the win here, and he got a roll-up, but he used a, a little bit of assist from the rope, which shows a little bit of he's yeah. not afraid to cheat the win. So maybe maybe we're getting Apollo going with MVP and Lashley, which I would love, man. I would love that. I um, I don't know if like there's a, maybe they're going to switch over some other guys if they do make them heal. But I feel like there's not even like there's not that many more baby faces. Him and McIntyre, Kevin Owens. And if Kevin Owens isn't going to be around for a while, yeah, Street Profits or Raiders. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on other. there. And then who else? Yeah, who the fuck else? Well, I mean, Rey I don't Mysterio, know. Mysterio, I guess, kind of. But Dominic. I don't know if you knew this, but. Mustafa Ali has been traded to Raw, according to WWE.com. Well, there you go. There's your. There's another babyface then to, to replace Apollo. And also, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler has been traded to Raw, which is weird. That's but, cool. Yes, he's probably going to do much. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But I don't know. I think if my dream scenario for this this uh, MVP faction, give me Lashley on top. Give Apollo in there too. And I don't know where they are. Apparently, they're our main event. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Throw them in there too. That's a beautiful stable. Oh, absolutely. Man, they were pushing Cedric and Ricochet as a tag team for a while. They won a lot of matches in a row. And then Vince squashed the push from what I've heard. There's no reason whatsoever that Ricochet should be on main event. Cedric Alexander, too. They're both, like, no, Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Ricochet was just, like, I think I was wrestling Brock Lesnar, like, what, a month ago? A couple months ago? Yeah, a couple months ago in Saudi, and then he's on main event event now. Fuck. Cedric Alexander deserves better, too, but I just feel like Ricochet is the clear, is, like, the clear bigger star. star. You know, that's your fucking guy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, man, but... well. Who knows? Treat them like that, and you end up like you end up with some more FTR situations. That's true. Hey, I'll, I'll take Ricochet in AEW. Fuck yeah! That'd be nuts. <laughs> yeah. So next we got another uh, tag team match. We got r Truth and Drew McIntyre against MVP and Lashley. And it was a decent enough match. It was pretty funny the little uh, interplay between Drew and our truth the belt was on the on the line right yeah the the belt was on the line it was a winners take all match originally so it was for the 24 7 and the world title but then our truth talked to management was like you know what because drew was like yo why why are we doing this in mvp or truth was like yeah i got you i'll go talk to them he comes back like yeah so now there's gonna be one title on the line yours i'm gonna keep my 24 7 7 11 i-95 Which is it's just classic R Truth stuff. He's so funny, man. Right. And cousin Rick or wait, what pretty Ricky? Pretty what was Ricky. his name? Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty Ricky. Ricky. He never came out. 
Yeah, pretty Ricky's gone, man. I don't know. He didn't do a run in. All right, we need we need pretty Ricky coming back for the belt. <laughs> I want to see our pr- truth wrestle pretty Ricky. If anybody can pull that <laughs> oh, off, he can do it. No, he can do it. He can uh, probably pull it off. A cinematic match. Cinematic. Something. Oh my god, dude, that's money. Please, please <laughs> give me that. That'd be so good. But yeah, oh, Jesus. Drew ended up hitting a claymore on MVP, I believe, and then he grabbed <laughs> he grabbed our truth and threw him into a splash. So our truth got the win. Yeah, I love that he still sings the "What's Up" song. Yeah, people over in his entirety. Are you can get with this, or you can get with that. He goes, uh, he goes, "You can get with this because this is where it's at." Our <laughs> truth is the goat, man. Yeah, he's great. So next they had Nia Jax versus Asuka, and I think this match was probably better than the match they had in the pay-per-view. Honestly, it was, wasn't was the greatest match, but I think it was better than the one on the pay-per-view, and Asuka ended up winning with a roll-up here. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because I don't remember the, the match on the pay-per-view really anything standing out and nothing. Just, on... just had the weird finish. The, the, yeah, the, the weird. Exactly. So... At least that is, this had like a foot, you know, like a more of a final say on it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, that, that finish of the match on Backlash, I was not very interested in at all, <laughs> to say no, the least. No, definitely not. But it's, it's fine. I hope yeah. they give, um, Oscar a little bit more to run with with this title run. She has Charlotte next week for in a title match, which, Charlotte better not win, <laughs> please. Right. But I don't know. We'll see where they go with Asuka. So let's move into the main event segment. Christian comes out for the uh, unsanctioned match. And as soon as the bell rings, Ric Flair comes out. And it's like, Christian, woo! Woo! You don't got to do this. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out in a wheelchair. Woo! Like it's Starcade <laughs> 89, baby. <laughs> So basically, Flair's like, "You don't have to do this, Christian. It's not a good idea." I just got off the phone with Edge, and then Christian like turns turns to a way to like kind of think about it, and then the dirtiest player in the game <laughs> hits him with a low blow. <laughs> to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I will woo low blow the man. <laughs> so Christian goes down, and Orton kicks his damn head off with the punt, and then yeah. A leg slap. Yeah, a little bit of leg slap in there. He, <laughs> I think he's doing it on purpose now. He's got to be. Yeah, definitely. Or, yeah, or it was. Funny, man. You pointed that out to me from Backlash. Well, we're going to talk about that match. Yeah. But you pointed that out because I didn't notice it the first time. I just kind of noticed the punt. But that's so petty to let that be the finish or after all those fucking up. moves. And after no, all well, the tweets, I'm sorry, yeah. getting ahead we'll, of myself. We'll get into it later. We want, we don't want to uh, jump the gun on that one. But Christian ended up getting stretchered out to end Raw this week, so I don't know where they're going to go with the story because Edge is going to be out for like months because he tore his tricep. So I don't know where it goes from here. Yeah, I don't either. Fuck. Uh, why is Christ? Why would Christian get carried out on the stretcher? Because he got kicked in the head. 
that's the only oh there you go <laughs> yeah fuck i'm trying to like i was like wait why why did he get carried on the stretcher yeah it was just a punt to the head but or got the steel toes on <laughs> he's got the air force one swats with steel toe in them exactly exactly so i don't know maybe, maybe they do uh here's what they do they go charlotte versus randy orton at SummerSlam. Charlotte now that i'd like to see orton tap out Woo! <laughs> with a tear in his eye <laughs> trying to think you think he would do you think orton goes after the title as a feud with McIntyre, or you that think would be that honestly, Orton's doing Lashley's really good work not right done now. with him yet. Orton's doing great work right now. I would take a, a program with him and Drew. Yeah, Orton's doing some of the best stuff he's done in a long time right now, in my opinion. Like promo work wise, he's oh yeah, he's well he did. I mean, what was the last thing he really did? He, he worked with really FTR had, a little bit. And that was, yeah. I mean, worth mentioning. What was the last thing he did? Yeah, he hasn't really had anything to sink his t- teeth into, and you can tell when Orton's not interested in something because he has like the the boo boo face where he's just like doing it. But you can Kofi. tell he's into this Kofi. Yeah, Kofi that's the, that stuff was good. That's yeah, was the good. Kofi feud. That was a while ago, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I guess we'll see where Orton goes. But that was raw for this week, so let's hop right into Impact, which opened with the North, Ethan Page, and the Walking Whip, and Josh Alexander. Against the Rascals, uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, which, man, this match was awesome. These are two of the best tag teams on the planet right now, in my opinion. I wish we could get this will never happen because politics and, like, wrestling. But I wish we could get just, like, a world tag league with every tag team, like, every company. Because, like, give me the Rascals versus the North for, or, like, the Rascals versus the Young Bucks, which I've seen, actually, that happened in PWG. It was, re- it was oh. so sick. But, I want to see the Rascals versus Cedric, Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. Ooh, that'd be so good. Rascals versus Private Party? Now that would draw some money, baby. I'm telling you. There's so many good tag teams, right? When's the last time... When was the last era in tag team wrestling where there was this many great tag teams? The uh, Early to May... I would say early to maybe you could count mid-2000s. I don't even know if then, because outside of WWE, where would the great tag teams be? There's like generally like great tag team wrestling in any com- every company right now. Yeah, I so, would agree. This is probably the best overall like world, like worldview yeah. tag team wrestling scene right now. Honestly, there's so many good tag teams right now. I think WWE has the least, but. Yeah. I I thought I like all their tag teams. I just don't think they're using them right. Yeah, definitely. That's but, yeah. You know, that's just my opinion. Definitely. But yeah, this match was really good. Alexander ended up hitting a low blow on Wentz, which led to the North hitting their finisher to retain the titles. So I'm thinking since it was like kind of a a cheat to win finish, they might run that back at Slammiversary, which I hope. I just I want to see like a 20 minute match with these these teams. Be so good. I I. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just going to say that we know the Rascals can go. Oh, you yeah. know, One of the best matches I've ever seen live. <laughs> oh, Rascals versus Will Ospreay. Um, amazing Red Rock Romero. It was like a 45-minute classic Warrior Wrestling. Barn burner. Literally like 45 minutes of just sprint wrestling. 
Yeah, it was great. But yeah, moving on, we had Nevaeh making her in-ring debut. She beat Kimberly in a, a decent match. It wasn't the best knockouts division match, but it was decent. Good good debut for Nevaeh. She had Jessica Havoc in her corner. And they had uh, Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles in the crowd eating popcorn. <laughs> Those two have really good chemistry. Um, Tasha Steeles and Kiera Hogan. Who's Kiera Hogan? Where is she from? She first time I saw her she was in Impact. She's really good. She's she's got a lot of uh, she's really charismatic. She can oh, go in the ring too for sure. But yeah, it was a decent match. So next, they had a little uh a rehashing of some stuff we talked about last week. They had Rohit Raju go against Rhino, and let me look take a guess and see and see if you can guess how the the match ended. With a gore. With a gore, gore, gore. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> gore! He just gored the Sandman's wife. <laughs> god, Rhino rules, man. He's so sick. There was one time in ECW where he said "Happy Mother's Day, bitch," and then he pile drive the Sandman's wife through a table. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. God, I it love was so Rhino. funny. He's he protector though. He's protector. Shout out to Rhino Midwest Hardcore. Shout out to Rhino. He was the fucking governor of Michigan, I think. <laughs> really? That's insane. <laughs> well, he tried. Yeah. He was running. I don't know if he won, but he, he ran yeah. for governor. I'm going to need Rhino to gore Donald Trump. I'll gore Donald Trump for you if you want. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but uh, the next match they had, they saw the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Moose, moose, moose. <laughs> he <laughs> defeated Supermax Hernandez with a uh, no jackhammer needed, which is the best name for a spear I've ever heard. <laughs> Such a good name for a spear. So, no jackhammer needed. Yeah, that's what he called like, a spear. Like, oh, okay, I got you. I got a ribbon to Goldberg. I love yeah. That. So it was just a big hoss match. They they were laying it on each other. But the interesting thing about this is after the bell hits. The bell rings instead of Moose's uh, music playing. You hear trouble, 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 trouble. Oh, oh, EC 3s music hits. What? And they're all looking around like, "What's going on?" Nobody comes out, and then that was it. So they they're really teasing, man. I, it's I love EC three. EC three, as Matt Hardy would say. <laughs> Man, EC3 is so good. Wherever he he's he's jacked right now too. Like he was jacked before, but he is. I was jacked gonna to say, what, right when is now. he not jacked? He's looking crazy. I'm gonna need you to look up a picture of EC3 at some point soon. And like, <laughs> bro, he's looking crazy. He's a shaved head now. This man's looking jacked. He's looking crazy. <laughs> Shout out to EC3, man. But yeah, I think they're really they're going all in with the teases for him. Which, hey, I mean, they wouldn't play the music if he wasn't gonna be there, right? Hey. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But I guess we'll see. So the next match we had uh Reno Scum. They defeated Larry D. Wait, and, Reno uh, Scum? Reno Scum. That's a name. Yep, that sure is. <laughs> it's a tag team. They beat Larry D and AC Baby Ace Romero. Ooh. And as as uh Big E would say, it was just a bunch of big men smacking meat. <laughs> It was just a, a big old hoss fight. They were going crazy. But smacking meat. 
<laughs> have you ever heard that interview with Big E? Kind of off topic, but it's off on the New Day podcast, and he's t- they're talking about like their favorite wrestlers as a kid. He's like, uh-huh. man, I was just a big kid. I was a big boy. I, uh, you know who I loved? I love Goldberg. Who my favorite? My dream match be? Give me Goldberg. A bunch of big men smacking me. That's what I want. <laughs> it's so funny, bro. Big E is hilarious. <laughs> You gotta check out that so new day good. podcast. I definitely recommend that to anybody listening. It's so funny, man. Those I'm looking at EC3 right now. He looks like somebody's stepdad. Bro, he's looking crazy. Never left the gym. <laughs> he's jacked for no reason, right? Yeah. Now. He looks harder with the sh- with the shaved head. He looks like a he looks scary with the shaved head. He looks, he looks like definitely. genuinely crazy. <laughs> he had the like the like pretty boy rich kid gimmick before, but now he's just looking like a man he's about to stab you in the neck. <laughs> 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 He's going crazy. But yeah, so Reno's gonna beat Larry D and AC Baby, which I need AC Baby to beat Moose for the TNA Heavyweight Champion. Yes, come on. We need we need a, a, a AC Romero push, baby. Step a rocket to his back. His big old back. <laughs> I love AC Baby, man. That's yeah, a good too. dude. He uh he chopped my brother once. I don't know if you were you I don't know if you were there at that show. It was when he wrestled Josh Alexander. I was there. So when they were fighting in the crowd, he chopped Josh, but he he like chopped too hard, and like as he slid off, he chopped Aaron right in the chest. <laughs> Damn! Did he sell it? I don't know, Aaron. I'm gonna ask you tomorrow if you sold it, and if if not, I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Nick Gage to. Uh, you gotta sell a chop from Nick Gage. <laughs> oh no! He's hey. gonna staple something to his head. <laughs> I hope so. It's all right. All gang members will be in attendance. Yeah, all gang members will be in attendance tomorrow, as we will talk about at the end of the show. <laughs> yes, sir. So the main event of this show was so sick, man. They saw Ace Austin in a street fight against Eddie Edwards. And man, it was sick. Eddie Edwards is doing the Tommy Tommy Dreamer gimmick. I don't know why. I kind of missed so like I think Tommy Dreamer like took him under his wing because Eddie Edwards was like a, a work rate guy for a while, but I think he got injured, so he's trying to work like a more. Of a They're not like around the same age. Nah, Dreamer's like I don't know. Dreamer's old, older. Oh okay. But Eddie Edwards doing like he's walking around with a kendo stick now, but dude. Oh, he was doing that when we seen him though too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was around the. He's been doing it since then. Oh okay, okay. But. Ace Austin took the nastiest thing I've ever... Not It was, like, disgusting. So, you know how, like... So, if you open up a chair, they, they open up the chair, like, as you're as if you're going to sit down in it, but he, he turned it upside down so where, like, the bottom part is sticking up, and he took a neck breaker on that. Jesus. It was, oh, yeah. Who the fuck... Somebody else did that recently. It was nasty, dude. <laughs> it was Who nasty. Who did that? Jimmy Havoc? I think, I think he, took a, he, took a, he took, like, a suplex to that, I think. That's right. That's right. Yep. But a neck breaker, bro. It looks. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to send you the gift after the show. It was nasty, dude. It was gross. I didn't like that. But during this match, Madman Phone comes to the ring and he joins up with Ace Austin and helps him get the win over Eddie Edwards. And we talked about um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez giving out the Diesel HBK vibes. This gives me some Diesel HBK vibes because Ace Austin is that young cocky kid. And Madman phones that big old that's a big boy. So I I that's I think that's a good pairing for Austin to give him a little bit of, of a heater. 
Right. And hopefully it has some payoff at the at Slammiversary too. Yeah, I would love to see ASOS to get a, a shot at like being the world champion because he's a young dude who can go. Every match I've seen of him in has been awesome. So do you think that you think we get a new champ at Slammiversary? I kind of think so because I haven't seen Tessa post much about Impact at all. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, that's so, never a good sign. Definitely not. So I don't know. I really do not know. But speaking of Slammiversary, this show ends with a kind of continuation of that teaser they showed before with all the uh, the re- recently released wrestlers. And it's the same newscaster. And he says, we've been continuing to follow the situation and it has been confirmed that on July 17th or 18th, I think it's the 17th, a former TNA or Impact heavyweight champion will be returning. So, I don't know. A former champion is coming back. There's a lot of possibilities. Eric Young's been the champ, I'm pretty sure. There's been They showed Austin Aries. They showed Angle. They showed a bunch of Austin Aries. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's a heel. He's a heel in and out of the ring, and he's a <laughs> vegan. And this is coming from another vegan. Fuck him. <laughs> That's real heat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's got go home heat, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll see who comes back at Slammiversary. I'm definitely, we'll definitely be talking about that. I'll I'll put it out there now. We're we're gonna make sure we both watch that show, and we'll give you a full review of that Slammiversary on the definitely. Blow Home Show for sure. Because I'm definitely. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Impact's doing good stuff right now, so I'm definitely interested in that pay-per-view. Excited to see And just hearing you it. talk about Impact every week, it makes me want to watch it. It's always honestly, a fun show, man. But I just I watch so much wrestling already. Mm-hmm. Just like you. But hours and hours I, and hours of wrestling. I would I would like to watch it. And I am I would like to watch uh Slammiversary. That would be dope. Yeah, definitely down to watch Slammiversary. But Let's move on to the best day of the week as far as pro wrestling goes. Wednesday night. Let's go into AEW. I ain't got what it takes to make it in the AEW, brother. <laughs> so this show, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but this episode was so fun, man. And it started off with the Natural Nightmares against Kenny Omega and Hangman Page for the tag team titles. And when yeah. you when you hear... On paper, you hear this match and you're gonna go. Oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a squash match, not a squash match, but it'll be like Hangman and Kenny are gonna win. But man, they right. this was a really good match. I, it was really entertaining, man. It was really fun. Which they did win. Spoiler yeah, alert. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was not a squash. It was a great start to this to this show. Hot start for sure. I think when's the last time we've seen them wrestle? Uh, just Omega and. Uh, Hangman, not didn't, like the not the gridiron match. Didn't they wrestle the sta- last? Not the stampede. Week? I could I might be misremembering that. I don't know. I feel like I just feel like it's been a long time since we've seen uh, Omega and Hangman yeah, wrestle yeah. together. And Hangman gets like at one point he gets like a hot tag and he just starts clearing house. So and, good, dude. He's just so good. I just it, fuck. I we I we need to see him. I I need to see him every week on Dynamite. Yeah, he's a star, man. He's a star. and here's the other thing. I 
I like both. And I, I just don't know why. I don't like them as a team. I like both of them as singles wrestlers very much. Oh, it's going there. It's, but it's, I don't. Yeah, they've been teasing, teasing this like her turn forever. But I just rather see them as single wrestlers and not a tag team. Like, I, I see. I could see it going. Hangman versus Kenny at all out. That would be great. That'd be fucking awesome. But I just they shouldn't have put the belts on them. My that's just my opinion. I think the story that. Like I think it's worth it because the story they did and having that tag team match with the Young Bucks is where that that match is the best tag team match I've ever seen. So I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'll you're right. It. No, you're right. But they haven't really been teasing at him turning. Like they do a little bit here and there that he's just yeah. kind of like on his own. But I mean, just him drinking's not. That's not really a tease at him turning. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the whole COVID thing kind of threw a threw a wrench in the the plans, but I think they're going to, I think they're getting to it for sure. Oh, okay. Another thing that uh, Hangman did in this match, I don't know if you caught this, but he did like this, this kip up where he was like pretending to struggle. It's such a little thing. Like he was like leaning back about to do a kip up, but like he started like wiggling around like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I got you. (laughs) Right, right. Such such little things. He's just so charismatic, dude. He's so good. Dustin, uh, he took a knee to the head from Omega. It did not look. Oh, yeah. in, it did not look in t- intentional. It looked, it it looked like bad. it was. Yes, it did. Because he was coming <laughs> at full speed. <laughs> yes. But speaking of Dustin, this man hit a top rope diving hurricane rana. <laughs> this man's fifty something. This man is crazy. <laughs> and uh, QT, he kind of, he kind of gassed himself up too much a little bit because Ali comes to the ring. He's like, oh, "I'm gonna show off for it real quick." He goes up to the top rope. He does like a springboard moonsault, falls flat on his face, <laughs> and that leads to the finish, which is the uh, the tag team champions retaining after hitting the last call. Which man, they really got that move down now because the first few times it didn't look too good, but now yeah. they got it down. It looks like it kills somebody with it every time. It looks like it hurts so bad. <laughs> it looks so stiff. Yeah, that's that's kind of. I think they are kind of going the way that. I thought they would with the natural nightmares because QT's just too. He's just with, he wants to go with Allie, you know, he's sprung and they already cost him. They cost them this match pretty much. Yeah, definitely. QT looked good in this match too. He hit like a beautiful drop kick. I don't know if you saw that. It was like, yeah, Yeah. a perfect drop kick. I was like, man, this man got up for that because He's up there in age too. I mean, he's not like fifty or anything. He's like, but he's like what? late thirties, probably around forty, oh, okay. probably. I would guess. I don't know. But Damn. he's good, man. QT is good. He's yes. not like a feature talent, but he's good. So speaking of talent, that's good. We move on and see a Anna J promo video where she it's just hyping her up, saying, kind of explaining the backstory, and then she comes out to the ring, and then you see Abaddon hit. And then JR starts losing his damn mind. He's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. What is yeah. what is this person? What the hell is going She's on? She's like out of a dang horror movie. <laughs> this man does not know what is happening. He's freaking the hell out. <laughs> yeah. When Anna J came out, he was too distracted. Oh, oh. real well, tired on that. She's a real uh, beautiful young lady, obviously. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this man's crazy. <laughs> He's all horned up on the timeline on Twitter. <laughs> Conrad's got him too many of those uh, Blue Chew sponsorships. Yeah, Blue Chew. 
Blue Chew strikes again. <laughs> but yeah, so Anna Jay and Abaddon have this match, and you think Anna Jay's going to get the win. Right, especially after, after the promo. Yep, because they announced that Anna Jay, Jay was signed like a few weeks ago or a month ago yeah. or so. And then Abaddon comes in and squashes her. And I was like, oh my God, yes, that was sick. With the swerve, definitely didn't see it coming. And Abaddon's finish is sick too. It was like the basement Rana where like she just like spikes your head while she's on yeah. the knee. So sick. And Abaddon's like her packaging, she just looks crazy. <laughs> she's yeah, like, she just looks nuts. She's like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what she's what I imagine Sister Abigail would be if she was a wrestler. Yeah, straight up. She's she's sick and she can go too. She's like really crisp in the ring. Sister Abaddon. Sister Abaddon. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So Abaddon wins the match and then the Dark Order comes out after the match. Brody ends up walking up to Cole Cabana, handing him an envelope with a contract inside. And then the rest of the Dark Order help Anna Jay to the back. So they're kind of teasing two things here. Colt Cabana with Dark Order and Anna Jay possibly being the first woman to join the Dark Order. Yeah. She could be like a dark magician. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's sex. That's pretty cool. I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that. So they announced on Twitter after this match that AEW has signed Abaddon, which I think is a really good move because that gives a different, like a real different vibe to the women's division. They it's yes. not a character they have at all. And I think that's, especially with Chris Statlander being injured, Britt Baker being injured, I think that's a good move for sure. Absolutely. Her and Anna Jay both get pushed in the spotlight to step yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. Anna Jay's good too, definitely. She didn't really get so much in this match because she got beat real quick. But the first match she had was really good. So looking forward to see what they do with both of them. And moving on, we had... Uh, I'm an ass man. Bow, bow. <laughs> Billy Gunn. He loves to love him. He loves to kiss him. He loves to touch him. And he loves to hug him. And he's going to kick him. I'm a nice man. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Ass Billy Gunn against MJF. It was just like a a classic big big boy face versus chicken shit heel match. And this was, I I loved it, man. It was entertaining. Anything MJF does, because he does like so many little things where he's just like, he's just so, like, he's just so good, man. I know uh, Billy Gunn came out with his sons, Austin and uh, Mr. Ass Jr. And uh, MJF was doing something like shooing him out of the ring. He's like, okay, go to the back now. Yeah. So good. (laughs) I was just dying. So good. (laughs) So this was like, like I said, this is the classic babyface heel match. And MJF ended up winning with the the power of the punch, the uh, loaded Loaded fist because he had the dynamite dozen dynamite dozen ring. Yep. Wardlow threw him the ring, distracted the ref. I honestly thought this match was gonna be more of a squash kind of, not a squash, but I figured it'd be a lot shorter than it was, and I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad yeah. I got to see Billy Gunn do a little something. And, and MJF made Billy Gunn look good because like Billy Gunn's not in his prime anymore, so they he looked good here. Definitely. And since this the whole COVID thing, the Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn have been like kind of like unsung, yeah, unsung, unsung uh, heroes, yeah, baby fit, yeah, exactly, on the sidelines. So it's cool that they got a little bit of time to shine there. Yeah, definitely. Agree. Even they lost for sure. And then after the match, the Jurassic Express and MJF and Warlow have a little bit of a brawl outside. They, they so just, what was that all about? I don't understand that. 
Jungle Boy and MJF hate each other. That's it. That that feud's gonna go for ten years, man. I can guarantee it. That's dope. So it's just little things like that to keep it going, which I like it. So and next week we're gonna get Warlow versus Luchasaurus, which I've been saying for like since Warlow joined the company that I wanted that match. So I'm I'm ready for it. Yep. <laughs> That's two big men smacking meat. <laughs> smacking meat. Jesus. It's a lumberjack match too, which will be interesting. Oh, I love that. Very old school. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So the next match, or not next match, the next segment, we had the sex guys in the back doing a little interview. <laughs> Listen, Marvez. the only reason I like Marvez is when he's in these situations. <laughs> when they goes, tell him to shut his fat head or tell yeah, him he, to shut his ass. He goes, uh, hey, Jericho, I got a question for you. And, <laughs> and he goes, Marvez, I got an answer. Because you got a big-ass fat head. <laughs> I love him just getting roasted. I love it. Dude, it's so funny. Jericho, <laughs> you got a fat head, Marvez. <laughs> so good. Shut your ass, Marvez. I'm glad they put him in this situation to be like the Michael Cole getting picked on. Always. Always. He, I love it. Because he sucked at commentary. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he was really he, bad, he bro. Sucked. He was terrible. I'm glad they, they smartened up. But speaking of something that was really, really good, man, this Britt Baker interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, she so Tony Schiavone walks down and he starts saying he announces the uh women's title match for Fighter Fest and she gets pissed, Britt Baker does. She goes, You waddled her ass down here to to me to tell me that <laughs> she said waddled. That's <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> Dude, she always shits on Tony. It's so funny. Yeah, that is good. So she gets mad. She goes like, you know what, Tony, you're on a French hit timeout. Friendship timeout. And uh, she goes, Reba, get me out of here. And then Reba doesn't answer. She goes, Reba. And then you pan to the, the driver's seat of the Rolls Royce. And it's big swole. And she goes, where to, doctor? Which is yeah, a uh, Undertaker reference, right? Yep, the where to, Stephanie. <laughs> so good. <laughs> where the hell did the Undertaker get a commercial driver's license? That's what I want to know. Hey, he can do whatever he wants. Or, I'm sorry, a chauffeur's license. Sorry, everybody. Hey. Shout out to all the CDL <laughs> drivers out there. But, yeah, big slow, man. She's been so good for the past, like, few weeks, especially since, since like, Double or Nothing. She's been on 100%. She's been showing her charisma a lot. And big slow, she's, she's, like, really cool, too. I, I met her at that last Warrior Wrestling show. And, like, the character she plays on TV is how she is in person. Mm. I, I took a picture with her and I was like, since I'm taller, I was towering over and she was like, yo, bro, like, I'm going to need you to kneel. I can't be looking small in my pictures. I got I to gotta get me to keep up. I'm, I'm big swole. And I was like, all right, I got you. <laughs> she, she was real cool. You should have proposed. <laughs> Cedric's going to have it. heat with me. You blew it. I can't, get, I can't have heat with Cedric. That's all right. We can take him. <laughs> I'm a bad man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm coming out to Rikishi's heel theme. Yeah, you're a bad man. I'm an ass man. I did it for the rock, brother. <laughs> I did it for Big Swell, brother. <laughs> but it was really good, man. I, I love this segment. And speaking of something I love, man, Ooh. next we had Cody Rhodes come to the ring. And before the match, he cuts a promo, which is, t oh, I'm telling you, throw the fours up, please. Because I, I, I called this like a month so ago. so obvious, though. Yep. He goes, you know, last week I was getting my ass beat in the ring and I had nobody come out and help me. Like, I'm in two stables. Where are they at? 
I'm, am I even in the elite anymore? Ha ha ha. He gives like a little like passing laugh to make it seem like a joke. He's like, is the Nightmare family even a family? Like, bro, he's going heel. He's going right. full heel. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it. I need not it. I'm stoked because he, the way he's been playing it the past few weeks has been so good. So then he passes the mic to Arn Anderson and Arn's like, you know, I don't think you're ready for Hager yet. I think we got to get you some uh, some tune-up matches. I know you got the open challenge every week, so I've been I scouted this next guy very closely. And then they they cut to the the, uh, the screen, and you see some Gucci some Gucci uh, shoes walk up, and it pans up, and it is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks. And I pop big, man. Oh man, I'm a big Ricky Starks fan. This dude's he rules. Former NWA T- TV champion, which is perfect him showing up to fight for the. AEW TNT Championship. So good, man. He cuts a great promo where he's just like explaining his whole story, saying how he he said Crody says he struggled, but he really came from a family of money. Ricky Starks is like, Yeah, I I slept in my car. I've had three dollars to my name. I I've been out here struggling, fighting for this. And you say that you're the you'll outrun anybody, but I got my uh boots uh laced tighter or something like that. And such a good promo. This dude has so much charisma. He is a star for sure. Yeah, this is my first seeing uh, of him and his in-ring work. And uh, this was probably my favorite match of both shows on Wednesday night. So good. This is a pay-per-view level match. This was was awesome, man. And you could chalk that up to partly Cody, but Ricky Starks is fucking... He's a star, bro. Like He's a future star. He reminds me of... uh, Obviously not the look, maybe more the swagger of a Razor Ramon. I I get like old like Rocky Maya Villa when he first came in. That's what I get from Ricky Starks. Yeah, but like real like a real cocky. Exactly. Rock, exactly. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe like people's tr- like I don't know nation domination rock. Or, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, he's so good. I'm really excited about this because after this great match, which I don't want to cross, like glaze over it. It was really good. It was a great, like just classic, just like a classic wrestling match. It was really yep. good, like old school style. They were laying it in, and Ricky really shined here. He gave Cody a fight for sure. Yeah, but Cody ended up pulling away the win with the crossroads. But man, Ricky looked so good here. He shined for sure, and I guess Tony Khan agreed because. On Twitter, Tony Khan announced that he has signed Ricky Starks to AEW, which Smart I man. love. Yep. He, uh, which was it's great because Ricky apparently wasn't signed. He was originally coming in for a one for the one match deal, and Tony said like Tony Khan's really transparent on Twitter, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah, um, uh, and he said, "Yeah, Ricky was supposed to come in for the one show, and after this match, I I couldn't not sign him." And I agree because, man, he came off as a star for sure. Right. And which I don't, I, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Good for him and good for AW. But, I, you know, it's why wouldn't he be transparent on Twitter? You know what I mean? Yeah, he, why let, why let the fucking, I say dirt sheets with quotation, but like, why let somebody else report this shit when it, you could just tell exactly your audience on Twitter, which most of us are on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. What's really going on? Why leave it up to interpretation? I think that's great. I'm a big Tony Khan fan. He's he like for being. As I like rich Tony as Khan. He, I don't like his dad. Yeah, for sure, definitely. 
<laughs> but for growing up the way he did, Tony Khan seems like a genuinely cool dude. Yes. Like, yes. Joey, I don't know if you saw this, but Joey Janela did an interview and he said, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact quote. He's like, yeah, I got a Tony Khan in the White Claws. <laughs> he says like, he just loves them. And a- after every dynamite, they'll go out to eat or something. If the restaurant doesn't have White Claws, Tony Khan has a duffel bag full of White Claws under the table. Damn, <laughs> this he's ready to party. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I love and so they. Sad. I think it was either the house show or not house show. The dynamite that we went to that was the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Did Tony Khan come out? I think it was all out. Yeah, I believe it was all out because he he was saying that like he wants to make that a yearly yep. stop. Yeah. So and so he just sick, seemed man. he seemed like he was just genuinely and they weren't on it was off air. Yeah, and he he, he wasn't like. like he, they said that he wasn't planning on coming out because he like he every interview I've seen of him, they don't he doesn't want to be on camera. That's why he hasn't been on camera right. on AEW. Very humble. Like, yeah, which is crazy because like I do with that much money and he runs his company. He could be a Vince McMahon putting himself in the in Eric Bischoff, like put himself on TV. But he's I think he knows better, hopefully. Yeah. And I think he's just a genuine wrestling fan. For everything I've heard, he's like an obsessive wrestling fan, which is like that's what you need to run a company like this. Yep, I'm a, I'm a Tony Khan fan. I'm glad he's running this company. He's definitely get your right shirt person. says I'm a Tony Khan guy. I'm a Tony Khan guy. I'll put it on my forehead. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I better get into every show for free. <laughs> um, I'll hit you up, TK. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Now you're on the fucking first uh, initial basis with I him. Got, I got the nickname. <laughs> wow. What does what uh, Janela call him? He calls him. Oh, what's he call him? Shere Khan. Big bicep Tony or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like they're genuinely like Tony Khan's genuinely friends with a lot of the roster, which is funny. He's like Joey Janela, dude from New Jersey, <laughs> deathmatch wrestler, hanging out with a billionaire, drinking White Claws. Like crazy. That's just crazy. He's living the dream. Yeah, he is. But man, <laughs> we we uh blew enough smoke up Tony Khan's ass so we could <laughs> move on to the next match. <laughs> or stooges. <laughs> I'll be a Tony Khan stooge. Give me the check. <laughs> <laughs> so next so next we got the super bad squad against the young bucks. This was a really good match, man. Super bad squad had a new theme. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not, I thought this match was good. I don't like Super Bad Squad's name. I think it's kind of goofy, but yeah, I don't. It seems like we're not gonna have to. We won't be hearing that that name for a while after some of the things that came about out about Jimmy Havoc. So, which kind of sucks for Kip Sabian because I think Kip Sabian's been doing really good stuff with Havoc. And I, I wasn't too big on Sabian when he first came in, but with the stuff he's been doing as a tag team wrestler, he's a lot better there. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate that he was in a position with somebody who did some unsavory things and now he's going to be at a spot where he might get lost in the shuffle. Well, they were kind of pushing him before he teamed up with Jimmy Havoc, but they were pushing him a little bit when who did he wrestle? Cody hangman or hangman. No, he wrestled Cody, uh, but he had hangman on a pay-per-view too. Yeah. So he's had a little bit of a push before yeah, sure. the tag team, but, but obviously they're trying to beef up the tag team division with, with the you know a few of the tag teams aren't able to make it so yeah definitely we'll see what they do i don't think that 
I don't know. I don't think he'll get lost in the shuffle. I think he's relevant now enough to make it as a single. Yeah, I'd hope so. But this match was good. They had a uh, Butcher and Blade try to get involved at one point, and FTR comes out and stops them. They had Dash just coming around drinking a coffee, just hanging out. <laughs> right. What the? F- I was like, why does he have a coffee? Because he, because he, he, ao, he don't care. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this the finish of this match was sick. So like the Bucks put Sabian on Havoc in a tombstone position and then they super kicked Havoc's knees so he goes down into his tombstone. Love that. And then, and then they grabbed Havoc and hit him with the Kamagoye, which is uh Kodobushi's finish. Yep. So the sick. double knee to the head. They killed him with it too. It was so sick. Yeah, and then it was a bit a bit of a smosh after the match. And uh the Bucks hit an indie taker at the same time the FTR hit a mindbreaker. And I I, I love the way they're building this. They're doing like the fact that they haven't had any physicality between them yet, the moment that they do is going to be so big, man. I like that they got the butcher up this time, at least. <laughs> yeah. Because I think they run. I think they underestimated how big that boy is, and they fucking lifted him, and it was like, Ooh. I think last week he, they, he didn't jump at all. He did not help them at all. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that is part of it, too. Shout out to Andy with that. He did not jump at all that first time. <laughs> But man, this I'm really excited for that match to eventually happen. I'm just I can't wait. <laughs> so next we had a Taz and Brian Cage promo. Cage is in full gear on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was at a like some shipyard in Philly off the highway. <laughs> but somebody said on Twitter that, you know, why is he out there not wearing a shirt? He's just in his wrestling gear. And of course somebody else said, Well, if I looked like Brian Cage, I would just walk oh, around with no shirt on either. For sure. Absolutely. This man 100%. ridiculous. He's just built. I love that towel that Taz has, the, the FTW, FTW towel. Yeah, so sick. I hope when, that at some point Cage gets the towel. Like, he dope. passes it down to him. So sick. But Taz, I like Cage. Yeah. I just wish that nothing against him i think he's a good wrestler and obviously he could do a better job than i ever could but the promo eh, not so much i think he should have just left it up to taz let taz talk that's what he's there for yeah for sure i, I think he did a decent job but i think it would have been more effective if it was just taz and then cage has his, yeah. his uh his catchphrase he hits the because he says something along the lines of i don't know if i want to i want to beat mox up or if i want to drop him on his head or if i want to win the belt and then um, Taz is like, which is better? And, he, and Cage laughs. He's like, not which is better. Who better? Who better than Cage? Nobody. <laughs> Doing the Chris Canyon gimmick. Yeah, right. Shout out to Canyon. But apparently, I found this Rest out this peace. week. Yeah, I repeated Chris Canyon for sure. But before he passed, he actually handed down the Mortis gimmick to Brian Cage. Damn, that's dope. So that's why he does the catchphrase, which I, that's sick. That's like a huge. Yeah, I like that. Canyon's like one of the most underrated guys ever, in my opinion. Definitely, and I heard he was oh good, very sad ending. But I heard he was a really nice guy from interviews and stuff. Yeah, I'm a big Canyon fan. He's so good, man. I never. I saw. I caught the end of Canyon's career when he was in WWE with DDP. Oh, dude, his stuff in WCW, which was so yeah, not good. But yeah, it's always here that. yeah, that he was a really good wrestler in, in WCW, and that he 
I don't know. He gave a good promo, but yeah, definitely. A sad, uh, sad ending. Who better than Canyon? Nobody. <laughs> so next we had a John Moxie vignette where he's kind of just responding to what Cage and Taz had to say. He's like, just saying that he's gonna he's gonna mess him up at Fighter Fest. He says he's the uh, judge, jury, and executioner of AEW, and he's Ooh. gonna make sure heads will roll. So Ooh. I'm excited to see this match because I think they're gonna beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> which yeah. I love to see, so I'm all for it. And something else I, see it. I'm all for is Britt Baker in the dumpster. This killed me, man. <laughs> this was so funny. <laughs> the way they, they did this, so so Rebel comes up and finds Britt Baker in the dumpster, and Britt's like, oh my god, where you been? It's been five hours. And Rebel's like, five hours? I mean, it's only been one. She's like, no, why would you say that? I know it's been five hours. <laughs> and she's <laughs> She's like, where were you? And, and Rebel's like, I was in the bathroom. She's like, what? Bathroom? You work for me. 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a, a year. You work for me. You don't need to be going to no bathrooms. <laughs> bathroom breaks. And then she goes, wait, why is there a camera? Why is there all this lighting? <laughs> and she kind of breaks the fourth wall. And then she goes, well, since you're here, as she turns to the camera, cuts a promo on Swole. I think the way they did right. that was awesome. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to sue you for all you're worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Britt Baker's killing it right now. You are so sued. <laughs> she's killing it. I can't wait till she's back. And yeah, I, right. The match with her and Swole, I'm sure they're going to build it for a long time. So it's going to be really good, hopefully. But next. Yeah, she's doing great shit with, uh, you know, making the best out of this injury for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Rolls Royce, bro. <laughs> it's genius. But, but speaking of genius. We had the sex gods against the best friends in the main event of this show. And man, this match was sick. <laughs> yeah, this was great. I, especially the ending. Look at there. But dude, the end was so yeah. good. But it was a really good match. There wasn't like too much like crazy spots. It wasn't like a spot fest type thing, but it was just like a really good match. Right, right. Just a you know, um, your general wrestling match, tag team match. Yeah, it was a good tag team match. At one point, Trent tried to do a plancha over the top onto the outside, and Jericho hit him with the with a Floyd on the way down. Yeah. But the finish of this match was like the best part to me. So Sammy G was it Sammy G that goes up the ropes? Or was it Jericho? Um, I want to say it was Jericho, but I don't remember. One of the sex gods goes up the ropes and the cameraman trips him. And you're like, wait, what just happened? And, and that leads directly into Trent hitting the dude buster for the win. And after the, after the win, you see the uh, camera guy get up on the stage and it reveals that he is none other but freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy is pissed. He goes right at Jericho. He had that fire in his eyes. He was not playing around today. He definitely tried. Yeah, he, he tried, and he beat the hell out of Jericho, and <laughs> it was announced that at Fighter Fest, Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, and man, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be a great gonna, match. I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. Yep. So, yeah, that was AEW for this week, and it was a really fun show. Really, really fun show. I'm excited for next week because they, they, they're set it up to be, like, every week is just can't miss for me. I, I love AEW yep. so much. Yep. I agree. Very, it's has that very can't miss feel. Like, like I, I don't know. It'd be crazy if 
if I didn't watch. You know, there's so much good shit at such it's good such shit, shit in <laughs> AEW that you, no matter what, every week there's at least one great fucking match, if not multiple. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. It's just so good. But let's move on to the other show on Wednesday nights. So we got WWE NXT. And it opened up with... Imperium against Emporium. <laughs> so we See, got- we were just talking about this last week and how we would both rather see them do like more of a serious role and yeah. that maybe they're going to start doing, you know, uh, they're going to get a little bit of a push because they're doing a serious kind of gimmick. And then right away, <laughs> we just get a fucking mockery of Im- Imperium basically from Brizango. You know, that that club remix of the of their theme song was kind of hot though. That was dope. <laughs> they definitely sick. had the remix, the remix of Imperium's theme song. And they came out in the Imperium jackets, but it said Emporium, and it said instead of uh, Marcel Bartel, it said Marsupial. Instead of Fabian Eichner, it said Ma- Fabio. Fabio, and he had a wig. So stupid. It was pretty funny, but the match was good. It was kind of yeah. It was a good match while it lasted, but then Indusier comes out. To try to intervene and then uh Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch, stop to Oni Lurkin, throw him up. He uh they come out and they they kind of just stop the interference, but the interference was enough of a distraction for Breezango. They just get hit with the DDT for the win, but it was it was a kind of a sloppy finish in my opinion. It yeah, it came off kind of weird because the DDT didn't really hit well. I don't know. It was kind of a sloppy finish, but it was a good match and Imperium. I don't know what they're going to do with them next, but I, I don't know. I don't know where they go with them next, honestly. Yeah, I could see uh, maybe a four-way for the titles, or with I could who, see though? a number one contender. That doesn't really make sense. I, can't, uh, what tag I, t- I mean, they got they got one, two, and they got Indusir, and they got Breezango, but Breezango just lost. Who else do they have tag team-wise? Because James Drake and the Grizzly Young Veterans can't get over here right now, I don't think. Right. And which I I wish they were over here with Dexter Loomis uh, and uh, redacted. Yeah, who else? (laughs) I'm trying to think. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe not because they got Maverick, but I could maybe uh, Phantasmo's uh, Phantas. Wait, what's his name? That's not his name no more. Um, Escobar. Escobar. Santos Escobar. (laughs) Yeah, I could see his. his team maybe going for it. I, yeah, that could be cool for sure. Actually, I would, I would not be against that at all. Actually, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, it was a good match. Um, it led directly into a, a Damian Priest and Killian Dane match. Which, uh, what do you think about this match? I kind of. Uh, well, Damian Priest shows up in his Dodge Challenger. Yeah, <laughs> but and, and, and Cameron Grimes is like in the background. No shirt or anything, just his top hat on, <laughs> which so, will have a payoff, I guess, later on in the show. But yep. yeah, this was, uh, they mentioned this actually, uh, commentary that Killian, Killian Dane hasn't wrestled since War Games in November. That's insane. That is a yeah. long time. That's nuts. Maybe he was stuck somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I didn't catch that. I didn't even notice that, but. Priest was just like selling a back injury this whole match, but then he ended yeah. up winning with a crossroads. It was a fine match. It just kind of 
Was it a crossroads? I thought it was like a more like a different like they put a I don't know, it looked weird. It didn't look like Cody's crossroads. Well, yeah, Cuz he the priest is too tall to be doing that move, so it looks weird whenever he does it in my opinion. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now they're fucking it up on two shows. Yep. <laughs> Love that promo. Something I did not love. <laughs> we got Zaylee and Aaliyah. This man Robert Stone. He pukes in the ring. Hey, hey, hey! He's got a puke. He, 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 he's got a puke. <laughs> Shout out the draws. And he did. <laughs> he definitely did, and that led directly to Aaliyah getting the roll-up win. But like, first they got Jeff Hardy pissing on SmackDown, and then they got. <laughs> Robbie E puking in the ring on NXT. What they got going on here? It's such good shit. He's got a puke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. But something I did like is they got this Timothy Thatcher vignette. He's doing his wrestling school. Thatch is Thatch Ken. That's, that's, it's corny, but I like it. I yeah, like I do. It. You know what else? What I don't like is his teeth. They are fucking jacked up. I never <laughs> noticed how bad they were. Yeah, he's a shooter. He'd be getting hit in the mouth too much. I'm sure, but bro, if you know anything about hockey, they get that shit replaced quick. He's not a Here hockey. WWE. He's got WWE money now. He don't need hey. no up teeth. Hey, yo, he don't care. We heard you in the back talking about uh, getting your teeth fixed and uh, me and Big Kev, we don't care. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, this is pretty funny. I I think that that's a really good way to be using Thatcher right now. It's sick. He's a shooter, so put him yeah. in that position. Yep. And something else I thought was really funny is this undisputed era therapy session. <laughs> They're trying to get Robbie Roddy to uh, be back to normal after the whole Dexter Loomis situation. So they take him to a therapist, and the therapist turns out to be Kyle O'Reilly, which is <laughs> he's doing an accent. Nice. Yeah. What the fuck? So stupid. <laughs> so, oh, it was God. funny though. O'Reilly was definitely the best part of this. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. I'm telling you, I've been saying this for since like the first episode of the show. Kyle O'Reilly needs to break out, be a single star because he's so charismatic. He's so good in the ring. Give this man the belt, please. I want to see him and Daniel Bryan wrestle. Oh my God! Yeah. Yep. Give me that right now. But yep. spe- speaking of the belt. We have a uh, Keith Lee and Adam Cole backstage segment, and Lee comes up to Cole and says his time is limited, and Keith is going to be the one to beat him. And then Keith Lee breaks the hourglass, and that leads directly into Adam Cole promo in the ring, but he gets interrupted by Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but Finn Balor called Johnny a mark. <laughs> yes, I love that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> But yeah, they're just arguing back and forth, and then William Regal shows up on a Zoom call on the screen. Give this man a camera, bro, please. <laughs> yeah, joke. right? What the fuck? They can't afford a camera? The love of God, give William Regal a real camera. Get him off his phone. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, he comes up and says that next week there'll be a triple threat match for the North American title with Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and Finn Balor. And the winner will move on to face... Adam Cole on July 8th Baby. in a champ versus champ winner takes all match. Ooh. So do you think we're going to get a champ champ baby? Or do you think Keith Lee's taking it? I think that's the only two ways I see it going. I don't know. Because really the only one that stands out as far as like 
that they're pushing, pushing. Um, I don't know. I definitely see a new new champ. Um, but I, I just Keith Lee would mean. be my guess. That's but that's that's not me. That's me with thinking with my heart and what yeah. I want. But that's I not just, what happens. I don't like that they're doing this this way. I think they should keep the two type of titles separate right now because that kind of I don't know. It just kind of feels weird to me because Adam Cole is such a star. Why would you not put him in a story with one person instead of mixing in the North American title too? I think the reason they're doing this is because July eighth is the second week of Firefest, Fighter Fest, and they're trying to put a big match on that night. So you think there's going to be a double? Uh, they're going to be double champ, or do you think they're going to combine them? Do you think? Well, what do you think? It's going to be probably just double champ, but I just don't know why you would do that right now in NXT. There's so many people there where you would need two divisions. Not right. Two divisions. Like, I don't know. It, seems, it just feels like a weird move to me. I don't know. I could see. Hmm. Here's what I think. Adam Cole wins it. Okay. Karrion Cross comes for the title. He drops the North American title to him. Okay. Yeah. Then... You know, he, and then he, drop, then he drops the, the uh, he drops the NXT title to Keith Lee a few months later, a few weeks, months yeah, later. I could see that. I could see. Okay, yeah, I could see that too. Actually, I don't know. It's interesting the way they see where they're gonna go with this. Yeah. But next, they had Kaden Carter against Dakota Kai, and Carter was working really stiff here. I thought this was a pretty good match. Yeah, she, it was quick, but it was uh, it was much better than the than the puke match. Yeah, for sure. Um, during this match, Carter hits like a sick rope hung pedigree thing. I don't know if you caught that. It was sick. <laughs> it looked crazy. Yeah, she's really good. I yeah, don't she's know what, really, really good. Um, I don't know why Cat. What's her name? Cat. Katie, Casey Kurt, Katanzaro. Yes, thank you. Uh, I really like her, but I don't know why she was out here. She's uh, they tagged together, and I think they live together too, or something oh, like okay. that. I must have missed that. Something like that. They're tag team partners, though, for sure. But yeah, um, Dakota Kai ended up making Carter tap here, but it was a good showing for Carter, for sure. She, They've really used her as like kind of development or like enhancement talent in a lot of places, but right, it seems like they're getting a, a bit more of a story for her and Casey Kenzara right now, which is good, because they're both really good. But somebody... Yeah, I would agree. I, I just... Um, didn't she lose last week to uh, Dakota Kai, too? Casey did last week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah goddamn. They're fucking swashing. They're doing the job, brother. Dakota's out here going crazy. But speaking of doing the job, this man, Leon Ruff. Ooh, he, buddy. He, he's got it rough. <laughs> Definitely. This man, Bronson Reed. This is a literal squash match. Like, this man's. That's a that's a lot of weight. That's a big <laughs> splash coming on to big a boy. very skinny, a skinny guy. Leon Ruff is not very built. He's a skinny dude, and he got squished. He definitely got squished and got the big old splash. Yeah, smashed him. So Bronson Reed wins the match and then calls out Karrion Cross for next week. Damn. Which is an interesting move, but I guess we'll see. That that, should, that could be a good match. I think he's going to get dropped on his head a lot of times. but <laughs> His big ass head, yeah. <laughs> so after that, they, they cut to the outside and uh, Damian Priest is trying to leave, I guess. I don't know. He's going up to his car. And all the tires are slashed, <laughs> and you hear God, somebody laugh. Challenger. Yeah, <laughs> and you start. You hear somebody laughing as they pull up, 
and it's Cameron Grimes. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. You want me to call you an Uber? <laughs> he's so good. He's I love so that for good. like being somebody that's supposed to be like, you know, from the dirt, a dirty white boy from the South or something. He drives like a really nice, like white yeah. Toyota Camry or something. Hey, shout out to Cameron Grimes. He's out here going crazy. But I thought that was hilarious, man. Yeah. He, he's like, he doesn't have to say much to be hilarious. That's what's good about him. He just has like the way he carries himself. He's just hilarious. He's a funny dude. Let's get grimy. Exactly. Speaking of grimy, <laughs> Santos Escobar, he comes out with his faction, which he introduces as Legado de Fantasma, the legacy of Fantasma. But Drake interrupts and rushes the ring, but the numbers were too much, and they ended up beating Drake over over the barricade, take him to a table, and Fantasma hits him, or Escobar hits him with a nasty Michinoku driver through a table, which I thought that was sick. Yeah, I don't Killed know, but I don't know if they're trying to take him off TV for a little bit or something, or what. I don't know, but that looked like it hurt. <laughs> he killed him with it. Why Maverick would go after him with three, you know, with three guys there? So he's Maybe all he heart friends or something. Yeah, I don't know. But the main event of this show saw Sasha Banks and Bailey Doe Straps, which is she's not Bailey Two Belts. She she wants to be called Bailey Doe Straps. There you go. I guess. Yeah, they uh, took on Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. And I thought this match was actually really good. This is a really fun match. Um, on the way to the ring, Bailey was telling everybody, "You're welcome for your job." Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. That. <laughs> I thought that was really good. She was talking to like even like the ring guy. <laughs> I thought it was really right. good. But this match was good. Um, they had a, a lot of good back and forth, but Sasha ended up winning with the big statement. And I mean, that's expected. I didn't think they were going to drop right, the belts I, here, but yeah, definitely. But at least they're giving the a little bit of a rub to. Two newbies, I guess. And speaking to somebody who's newer, passing the torch, got the rub. Io Shirai comes out and clears house, and she Love that. ends up leaving the show off with her in the ring holding the belt, saying, "This is my NXT." Ooh, <laughs> awesome! Man. I love Io. I'm glad that she got to stand tall here over Bailey and Sasha, who are NXT legends. Yep. But yeah, it was a good episode of NXT. Aside from Robbie E puking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty. That was like the only down note of the of the show. Yeah, I'd say um, they've NXT's hit a stride the past few weeks. There was some some weeks where they didn't really have much going on, but it seems like they they got to a point where they got they got some momentum rolling, which is good. Yeah, this was a good this was a good showing. This is a good episode. Definitely, but I think this was. I think this is the best one in a few weeks, at least. Yeah, I would say so, for sure. Yeah. But the ratings, AEW Otherwise. still... It's another one for the good guys, because AEW still standing tall. They got 772,000 as compared to NXT's 746,000, which it's a big jump from last week for both uh, shows, but AEW still standing tall. That's another another one. Yep. And I would have to agree. I, I'm. I think AEW is just. Once again, we might we might just have to stop doing this unless yes, <laughs> unless it changes one week. Is I mean, as far as just saying here. what we like more because yeah, yeah AEW is just the the much the must. Uh, here's I'm gonna give you a little behind the curtain breaking kayfabe for you, but 
I watch AEW Dynamite live We're Wednesday live, nights. I record NXT. Same. And I watch NXT uh, second if I have time before bed, or I watch it Thursday. So it's not that's not a knock against them. That's just where my time where I want to manage my time with. Yep. We I do the same thing. We we watch AEW live and then right after we turn NXT on on the DVR. Yep. Which I love both shows, but AEW yep. just if I didn't like NXT, I wouldn't watch it. That's for sure. Exactly. That's why we don't watch SmackDown. <laughs> like, yeah, well, right. Exactly. I'll, I'll watch SmackDown like halfway, but we don't review it on this show because there's so much on it that I just don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't want to put you through that. But Honestly, something... I'd rather talk about Impact. Than... Exactly. Something because I do want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, because it like, mixes it up. You know, we got, you got your, we got two, we're doing two WWE shows already. Yep. Not counting the pay-per-views when that happens. AW Impact and any other news. And once once we get deeper in the New Japan Cup, I want to start talking about that some more too, because the first two shows of the New Japan Cup happened, and there were there were some pretty interesting shows. Yes, I sir. Know, I don't know if you caught this, but I think you should definitely go watch the uh, Yuji Nagata Minoru Suzuki match. They were beating the hell out of each other. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure that match ruled. But that's off topic. Let's get back on topic and talk about something. That I love. We're gonna go back to 2008 real quick, <laughs> October 19th to be uh to be specific. Some good old TNA Impact, and there's a very specific reason I wanted to watch this one because my favorite debut in wrestling history happened on this show. Ever, like this is a, ever. I genuinely think this is the best debut in wrestling history. Like. Without a doubt, it's insane. But let's <laughs> hop into it. So this show starts off with the man I was just talking about, Kurt Angle. He's got a, he's a vignette. He's just shitting on Vince McMahon, basically. Big time shit on WWE and Vince. Dude, he's pissed off. He's not having it. He was not happy with his ECW run. Yeah, he was not. He, he did not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, it goes into... Cuts out back to the arena, and out of nowhere, Spike Dudley, Raven, and Abyss are just beating the hell out of each other. They got Spike Dudley with the mohawk going crazy. <laughs> and what's his Shares, name again? Brother Runt, and, but I Bro. refuse to call him Brother Runt. He's Spike Dudley. <laughs> I love it. But, man, Abyss, this is Prime Abyss. Abyss is so sick, man. Oh, Shout yeah. Shout out to uh, Chris Parks. What was it? That's a, that was his. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw this because you didn't watch TNA that much. But he had a um, he had a second gimmick where he was his brother, but it was him too. I think I'm pretty sure. I might be. I I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Brother Kane. Exactly, but it's just him, un- unmasked. <laughs> so sick. But yeah, shout out to Abyss. He was going crazy here. He kills Raven with the black hole slam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, and then uh, the lights go out. Yeah, and I'm like, who the hell is this? Because I haven't watched this in 12 years. <laughs> Probably, well, I've watched the, the last segment multiple times, but not the full show. So lights go out, and I'm like, I, I don't know this music. Who is this? And is this man Jake the Snake Roberts looking crazy? He's got the bag. <laughs> he's doing all kinds of weird shit. I don't know he's what the fuck he's doing. He's got weird gyrations going on. He's, he's yeah, crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think this is... 
Yeah, he was still pre DDP yoga. <laughs> yeah, he was not clean yet, unfortunately, at this time. But he was still out here going crazy. Goes in the ring. He <laughs> he takes the snake out of the bag, and Abyss is so afraid he takes a damn back Ooh. bump. <laughs> it was a big ass snake. That was not Damien. That's Damien times five. That's a big yeah. boy. <laughs> that was a big old snake. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure he gave uh, a promo. It was just like he like whispered it. <laughs> yeah, he was like. They asked me to be the ref, but I don't like stripes. <laughs> <laughs> he said something crazy like that. This man's going crazy. I love it. <laughs> and then uh, it's funny that the very shirt that you gravel for will be the same one that does you in <laughs> and you will revel in the muck of Everest. <laughs> then uh, Spike Dudley hops back in the ring and gets a DDT for his trouble, and then. Gotta hit the DDT. Yeah, he so good, man. And then I guess Jake is gonna be the ref for the match that was gonna happen that weekend at Slammiversary. I think, or actually, I think it was Bound for Glory. Actually, not Slam Bound for Glory. Yep. Mm-hmm. So next, you see a limo pull up, and they're thinking it's Samoa Joe because they're waiting for Samoa Joe. Because the 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 whole story here is Samoa Joe has t- taken the NWA TNA Championship hostage. So he he's not the champ, but he's got the belt. <laughs> okay, kind of like Moose. Exactly. Well, sort of, yeah, basically. Yeah. But it's not Samoa Joe in the limo. It's Kurt Angle, and he steps out, and Jerry Boardman's just like, "Oh my god!" And <laughs> Kurt Angle goes, "I told you, it's real. It's damn real." <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you can't say it's damn true, so it's real. No. <laughs> Which is is real is kind of cooler, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think it's damn real. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that a little more. I don't I, know. Yeah, I think I do like that more. I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, I'm, right now we got Perk Angle at the, at this moment. This was for sure Perk Angle. But I, I, <laughs> He's doing Perks in the fucking limo. But My I, I'm a TNA mark, so I don't know. I might be biased. That's all right. But. Next, he had Christian Cage. Yes, sir. He, he's going against the GOAT, screaming Norman Smiley. <laughs> and, man, when I saw Norman Smiley got up, come out, I was so excited. <laughs> I'm a Norman Smiley mark. I would love to meet more Norman Smiley. Like, genuinely you love could, Norman Smiley. like 10 bucks. He works at WWE now, so I don't think so. Oh, really? I don't sure. know. Yeah, he's down in NXT as a trainer. This man's so good. He's so good. He was but, uh, in the NWO, wasn't he? He probably was. Oh, bow, bow, bow. For life, for life, for life, for life. But I'm pissed off because Christian broke up the, the big wiggle. He wouldn't let him finish it. Boom. Mm. But Christian does hit a concerto, so I guess that kind of evens it out. <laughs> so Christian, What was that, a hardcore match? I don't know, but Christian's going crazy. That's all I know. <laughs> It's just like fuck it, let him hit him with the chair. So after he tries the, he wins with the concerto, and he tries to put a straight jacket on Norman Smiley, and then Shark Boy comes out of nowhere, and I was like, yes, <laughs> Shark Boy, let's go. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I love it. You ever seen Shark Boy do a Stone Cold gimmick? Yeah, I God, it's so fucking good. It's, it's so, so sick. Good. <laughs> it's so sick. I love it, man. Shark, Shark Boy. Boy. Shout out to Shark Boy. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> So Starkboy comes out for the save, but it does not last long, and he gets 
he gets smashed with a uh, <laughs> football helmet for his troubles. And then Damn. Christian tries to put him in the straight jacket, but uh-uh, right now comes out for the save. Oh, gore, gore, gore. Oh, my God. And then next, one of the most underrated wrestlers of the past 10 years, Eric Young. He has a segment <laughs> with Jerry Boras. He's doing he's doing the uh, I, I don't want to get or don't fire me gimmick. Basically, he's trying to get I think he might have gotten fired at this, at this time. He's trying to get his job back. But he's just doing like he's being goofy. Eric Young, he said he saw Samoa Joe earlier. Then he leaves. Basically, he said he's gonna, he'll be there at uh be there at Bound for Glory. I think he has like a match with Larry Zabisco or something. I don't. I couldn't catch. I didn't catch exactly what? what they said. I don't know. Living legend Larry Zabisco. Yeah, right. Oh shit. <laughs> After that, they show uh, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt in the back making fun of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> They, put, they have like fake bald caps and they're like doing like a very serious voice the warrior way and they're making fun <laughs> they're making fun of Loki playing Mortal Kombat Jeff Jay Lethal's so good yeah and then Loki comes and beats the hell out of him <laughs> and then he beats Jay Lethal's ass on the way to the ring like he take he beats him from the locker room to the ring <laughs> which is so sick Loki's crazy man this man's crazy Loki was the X Division champion at this time so he's just out here going crazy it was a short match um, that, that followed this, but it was good. Jay Lethal and Loki, how can you expect that not to be a great match? And Loki ended up winning with the key crusher, which sick move. What was the key crusher? It's like the... It like starts as a muscle buster, but it, it turns it into a Michinoku driver, basically. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Or, or kind of like a Falcon Arrow, I guess, kind of. But more mm. like in a driver fashion instead of like laying up. Nobody there, kicks out the Falcon Arrow. Hey. And Jay Lethal didn't. <laughs> oh. So after the match, Key starts attacking, and then Chris Saban, Hale Saban, comes out to the ring. <laughs> Dude, Chris Saban, underrated also. So many underrated guys in underrated, TNA. Yeah. Yep. But he comes out for the save, but then he gets laid out too because Loki's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then next one. Oh, shit, one, I forgot he's crazy. <laughs> next was one of my favorite segments of the show. So they have the Paparazzi's Productions, which. Is Kevin Nash and Alex Shelley, which is like an insane big dude. They had so much chemistry. Like they were so funny together. So they're doing a press conference inside of a bar around people who could not care less, which is funny in itself. <laughs> and Kevin announces that the X he has a uh, the Kevin Nash X Division open invitational gauntlet at Bound for Glory. And they're announcing the people forward. He's like, My first announcement is my guy right here, Alex Shelley. And then he's like, yeah. And then uh, he says, yeah, I've also been talking to some old partners. Hall will be there. Oh, shit. Monty Hall. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says they're also in close negotiations with Hogan. Paul Hogan. (laughs) I was going to say, I'll wait. Go ahead. It was just, it was goofy, but it was just funny because, like, I've heard interviews with Kevin and Shelly, and they did this all unscripted, so it's just off the cuff. And there's like, oh, they're I'm just, sure. they were just trying to, like, crack each other. And at one point during this, Shelly says something and it kills Nash. Like, he just starts laughing. He couldn't help it. It's so <laughs> good, man. It's really funny. He's out there breaking kayfabe. Straight up. So next they had a, uh, a BG James interview where he basically just said Jeff Jerry's a bitch. <laughs> Says I hate Ooh. this man. <laughs> I can't stand him. And then that was it. <laughs> Revenge of the roadie. And then he <laughs> road dog just James. But um, 
<laughs> it moves on to a, a uh, eight-man tag, which was America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, again, with on their team was LAX, the notorious 187 Homicide, and Ooh. Supermax Hernandez, which, man, Homicide, I know I've said a lot of people are underrated, but Homicide, his ROH run, is some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. Like, like story-wise, story-wise, his stuff in ROH, like earlier at Ring of Honor, I just remember being there for a lot of it, and it was so good. This is a very off-topic, but I was there for, um, uh, he had a Chicago street fight against Cocabana, and, it, and and there was a chair riot, like the throw your chairs thing. They, oh. It was so sick. <laughs> I, I was was like, uh, James Storm, and then was there a catchphrase, I'm sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, that's uh, James Storm's catchphrase for sure. Sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so stupid, but it's so sick. But yeah, their opponents. It did. Their opponents in this match were BG James, Kip James, AJ Styles, and the Fallen Agent, Fallen oh. Angel, through Daniels. This wow, match kicked ass, he- man. So good. This match was awesome. They were fighting all over the arena. It was crazy. But the end saw, saw uh, AJ end up rolling up Chris Harris with the roll up. He got the win. And after LAX and AMW started arguing, and Hernandez picks up Gail Kim. And hits her with the most insane border toss, like bro, like killed her damn near, like threw her and she folded like a. Oh, it was nasty! Like landed on her neck. It was so gross. <laughs> he oh, killed shit. her, and they showed it like seven times. The replay. I was like, oh. oh my god! Stop. <laughs> Crazy, but next was the main event segment, which is the reason I wanted to watch this show. The best. The, the uh, actually let me just start from the beginning. So Samoa Joe comes from the comes to the ring because he's supposed to return the TNA title or the NWA TNA title, but he's like, uh-uh, it ain't gonna go down that way. So he <laughs> rips up the contract. He said, I'm not doing that. And then the lights go down, and you hear, Kurt Angle's theme in TNA is so sick. Oh. He comes up from the floor like Cody does now. Like oh, he rises up and he's he's got the, the American flag over him. He's looking crazy. He got the mouth guard. Comes to the ring and people are losing their damn minds. Like there are people like shaking each other. Like oh, it's so <laughs> sick. God, I love this. This is, was oh this the, was this the biggest signing of TNA up to this point? I mean, I mean maybe they, Kevin Nash. They had Sting. They had Hogan. Like oh, okay then. Yeah, I guess not. But it's Kurt Angle. And like For it's sure. prime Kurt Angle, so that's why people were so hyped, right? And dude, he comes out, people are losing their damn minds. He gets in the ring, takes his jacket off. Samoa Joe lays the title down in the ring, it's like a line in the stand. <sighs> they step up to each other, stare down, they get nose to nose. Angle rears back and heads butt Joe in the eyebrow, and just dude, it splits him up nasty. He, he picks up Joe because Joe goes down from the head, but he picks him up, angle slam. And Angle makes the most insane sound. He goes, yeah! But, like, he's, like, completely, like, juiced to the gills. So his, yeah, like, yeah, veins yeah. are popping out of his neck. He looks, oh, it's, it's insane. He's fucking hyped. He was losing his damn mind, bro. And people are literally, like, moshing in the front few rows. Yeah. Like, they're, they are going insane. They're freaking the hell out, bro. 
oh my god i wish i could have been there for this i would have been doing somersaults down the roads it's so <laughs> he would have jumped the railing but then as soon as you think joe's out he st- you see him in the background rising back up like michael myers and he is leaking his whole left side of his face is just covered in blood from his eyebrow just leaking because he it was a shoot headbutt like he he binked this man shabbatted him yeah literally and oh my god he he his he turns angle around and hits him with this crazy like crazy kick like jumping roundhouse kick and oh, then shit. he gets on top of him tries to pull him off but as he's doing this jeff jarrett rolls into the ring one full motion picks up the belt and rolls back out without being noticed by either guy so it was like the smoothest thing ever (laughs) like if you didn't pay attention you wouldn't noticed it but yeah they they just so at this point security comes down and they break them up but the whole rest of the show is them trying to get at each other and that's how they go off the air and i generally i generally think this is the best the best debut in wrestling history like it's so good man (laughs) saying a lot I can't think of a better one. I genuinely can't. I like Jer. I, I have fond memories of Jericho. Jericho uh, on Raw, but yeah, I don't know. There's not too many memorable ones. AJ like, Styles, that was a good one too. Oh yeah, that was a good one. But besides uh, that, yeah, Moxley, yeah. that's a good one. But I think that. Oh yeah, Moxley, Mox was good. I, I I think Kurt Angle some head Samoa Joe and just splitting his eyebrow open. People are moshing in the front row. Oh, I know. What about Shockmaster? You're right. All right. Podcast <laughs> over. <No. laughs> uh, yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> so, He's going to shock the world. So we're going to go from the best, the best debut in wrestling history to the best wrestling match ever. We're going to talk about Edge Norton. Let's hop into it. So I know you said you got a lot of thoughts on this. I will let you. I'm going to give you the floor and just just go off real quick. What you got to say? Okay. What you got to say about that? So this was from Backlash. This is Backlash 2020. Just happened. Uh, they were pushing this Orton Edge greatest wrestling match ever. And right off the bat, we got. You know, it's just such a – you're just putting your all your eggs in one basket. You're setting yourself up for failure because right away people are going to assume this is not going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. And that's such a fucking insult, honestly, to what's come before you, everything that's come before you. So you're saying this is the greatest wrestling match ever. You're saying this is better than Austin – Brett, you're saying this is better than Austin Rock. This is better than Mankind, Undertaker. The list goes on and on. But yep. Edge Orton? I like Edge. I like Orton. Th- those two, it's just that rivalry is not it's there's no comparison to Definitely. what's come before some that's come before them. So right Definitely. off the bat, you're just like rolling your eyes at that. But what I did like, actually, I'll t- I'll talk about what I did like. I liked Charles Robinson, Lil Nate as the, as the referee, school, the WCW yep. ref outfit. Yep, he had the old school uh, referee outfit, the blue shirt. And what I loved was uh, they had the this big apparatus that they used to have at Madison Square Garden, where the microphone would come down from the ceiling. Yep, 
and the lights went out, spotlight. They had Howard Finkel's voice over the speakers announcing for Edge and Orton. Yeah, that, that, was sick. that was fucking awesome. Yeah, what I didn't think was the yeah, RIP think he just passed not too long ago. Um what I didn't like was the panic at the disco music that played uh, <laughs> which was fucking trash. And right off right off the bat, they lock up. The commentators, you could just tell, are getting fed these different lines, Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton. And this is the greatest wrestling match ever. And right away, Samoa Joe says, greatest wrestling match ever, huh? Well, that remains to be seen, which I love. <laughs> somebody posted on Twitter a picture, you know, the greatest wrestling match ever. And right there, that's just another example of what we just watched. Yep, Kabashi you know, and, and, and Samoa Joe from and a couple I weeks ago we watched it. I would say that's better. That's that's a better match than this one. I, I don't know. Yeah, so we can get in the guts of the match. What what did you think? That was just my for the beginning. How, what I felt in the beginning, and I know that you watched it live and then rewatched it a second time, which I did as well. Yeah. So I think I agree that they definitely the build hurt this a lot. It might not a lot. Like everybody, university, it was. A good match. Nobody's saying it was a bad match. It was right. like bell to bell. It was a good match, but I think it would have been viewed better if they just built it as, oh, Orton and Edge are gonna have a regular match. Edge hasn't wrestled a regular match in ten years, so how is he gonna hold up? But they decided to go full gimmick with it, and I think it hurt hurt the uh, overall product of it. I also what? think that being an hour long. Yeah, it's like 45 hour, minutes to an hour, yeah. And if the last match at WrestleMania didn't say anything, is that if it said nothing else, it's that just because the match is long doesn't necessarily automatically make it a good match. Yeah, for sure. But Definitely. that's just my opinion. Everybody, you know, whatever you want to think is what you want to think. But they weren't promoting this as that's why I'm so adamant about my opinion on it because they're not promote they were promoting it as the, the goodest match or the most average match of all time yeah, they're for sure. the greatest match it's just like it's just so setting yourself up uh, for failure exactly it's just so cocky and i don't know full of themselves off the bat and but, edge and orton came out and said they both said that they did not like that the way that that like they build it as that because obviously it wasn't their decision to build it as the greatest wrestling match ever Right, and that puts a lot of pressure on them. Live up to like a fucking like. How do you? All the pressure's on you for that. Exactly. Um, but in the guts of this match, we got kind of beginning of the match. Orton playing mind games with Edge, you know, yeah, hip toss sure. him. Edge would hip toss him back. Orton would hip toss, hip toss him. Then they go for another one, and, and Orton would back out of the way, so it made Edge look stupid. So, because Edge would miss the hip toss, or it looked yeah. like he was going to do it and miss. He did this with he he did this a couple times. He did it with um, uh, a headlock. Yeah, he was just playing my game for a little bit. Exactly, of like the first the like, Yeah, and once they kind of really got into the, the brunt of it, they kind of started like <laughs> it turned into a, a WWE 2K match. Where you just load up your creative wrestler with every person's finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
right before they started doing all these finishers, Edge headbutts Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. He falls onto the apron, which we all know is the hardest part of the ring. But at first, I thought he either like blood packed it at some, or something, but then I got a closer look and it started drying up. Yeah. He did get, he did get cut a little bit. Yeah, he definitely got a little bit of a little bit of color there. You think it was a blade or you think it was a hard way? It had to be a hard way because it didn't look like enough to be a blade job. That's true. Yeah. But damn, then that's, uh, that's, that's rough. But yeah, like you said, they just, he starts, well, Orton starts working the neck edge's neck. Cause obviously he's had these surgeries and yeah, he's put off wrestling for nine years or whatever it is to make a comeback. So he starts working the neck a little bit, throws him in the glass, uh, you know, into the plexiglass, throws him into the railing, slams him on the announce table. And then we start with the, like, I don't even know what to call it. The, the, these tribute moves, I guess. Or yeah, these it was just moves. A, fa- a finisher fest, I guess. I don't know what else yeah, you could call it. Like, um, yeah, just random finishers from other wrestlers that just... And then we'll get into the end of this, but Edge starts off with the three amigos, which was yeah. Eddie Guerrero, which right off the bat, I see this and I'm like, what was... I'm sure they were friends, but like, yeah, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, like, why, why the three amigos? And then it started to make sense because then he also hit the executioner, which maybe I yeah. wasn't watching at the time when he used to. Did he used to do that move? Yeah, that's an old movie he used to do. Okay, see, I don't remember that, but cool name. Edge then puts Orton in a cross face, which I don't, I don't know if that was an right. intentional shout out to Chris Benoit, but. I thought I took it that way for sure after seeing the Eddie. Yeah, the Eddie and then the other six fucking finishers that follow. So he puts him in the cross face. Orton gets out of it and then hits him with an angle slam. Yep. He kicks out of that. Edge hits Orton with an unprettier. Orton kicks out of that. And then next was the rock bottom, right? Orton hits fucking Edge with a pedigree. Yeah, it was a pedigree next, yeah. Edge kicks out of that. Then Edge turns around, hits Orton with a rock bottom. He kicks out of that. Obviously, these these moves aren't going back to back to back. There's a little in between for each move. Yeah. But then Orton finally hits an RKO, which Edge kicks out of that, <laughs> which, of course, is out of nowhere. And then Edge finally spears Orton. Orton kicks out of that. And then he hits. <laughs> I'm not done. Then Orton hits the uh, he catches him out of midair with the RKO. Hits him with the RKO for two. He kicks out of that, and then Orton finishes Edge off with after all that with kick a punt. To the balls to the kick to the head. Exactly, kick to the balls and a punt to the head, and he slaps his leg just so hard. Fuck you, such a macho champa. <laughs> Which is yeah. I, it was a good match, but I think they just they kind of shot themselves in the foot the way they built it. Yeah, I would agree. Good, and I said this before we started recording. I think it would. I think the match went better than I expected it to. I would say that too, for sure. Yeah, it it was better than I thought it'd be, but it wasn't as good as they thought it would be, or as they were promoting it to be. Which is that's the perfect way to explain it. Yeah, they it didn't live up to the hype. That's not to say it was a bad match, but you can't put like Bill as the greatest wrestling match ever and then it not be that and expect it to be viewed as 
anything but disappointing. Right. And then the crowd is another thing. They have the people from the performance center there sit like standing in, which, you know, in AEW, they do it better because you have the heels on one side, you have the baby faces on another. They come back from commercial, then they'll show like, oh, here's what the these guys are doing over here for a little bit. I shit you not. It was like after every fucking big move they would do, they would just show one of these wrestlers from the performance center reacting. And yeah. It just felt forced, and it felt uh, the chance felt like they were just like there was like you know you you see the applause sign. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I like. They would have a sign. It seemed like they would have a sign that says "This is awesome," and then they would chant "This is awesome." That's what the feeling I got. It just seemed very forced and just not genuine. And they also had the piped in audio where they had the like. And like they they announced before that it was gonna be an enhanced audio experience where they put in fake crowd noise too. Oh god, see I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was part of it too. So if you're gonna do that, what's the even fucking point of having the the performance center people there? Yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting. I I think if they wouldn't have promoted it as that, I would be thinking about this match very differently. Yeah, I would too. And there are NXT people in that crowd. I saw Zia Lee. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a few. And uh, that's just weird, I guess. Yeah, I don't. It was an interesting, very interesting match, I would say. But I I don't know. It's, I'm kind of, I've been kind of like rack my brain around why they would do it this way. And I can't, I haven't been able to come up with a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. And. This paper, I, I remember texting you because I had thought that this wasn't the last match on the card. So I'm like, why would they promote this like this and it not be the main event? But it was. It just, the pay per view went to end pretty early, it seemed like. But like you said, maybe this is going to be a new thing because that was pre recorded. Yeah. You can get through the show quicker, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think I heard Vince has said he wants to do quicker pay-per-view, so I guess we'll see how long the next one. I think it's going to be at Extreme Rules, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see how long that'll be. But speaking of Extreme, we're going to move on from the greatest wrestling match ever, and we're going to go into what we're both doing tomorrow. Well, today, technically, in a few hours, actually. <laughs> I'll what? be at your, I'm coming to your house in nine hours, bud. <laughs> He's coming. We're going to have it in your house. Yeah, in my house. Yeah, I'm putting him through his k- kitchen sink. Oh, fuck yeah. I need a new sink anyways. <laughs> but no, tomorrow I'm, we'll be leaving the town I live in for the first time in probably four months. <laughs> yeah, same. This is, yeah. Uh, well, no, I've been out and about, but usually yeah, you just came out here a few weeks ago. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went out there. But We'll be going down to Indianapolis, Indiana for the World on GC2W Part 2, Game Changer Wrestling. They're doing a, uh, a uh, social distance outside show. And since we're going to be there, we thought, why not run the car down and give some predictions for you? And uh, speaking of predictions, I guess I'm not undefeated no more. Nick came and uh, took the belt for a week, but he's going to be a jobber tomorrow, so it's all good. I probably will. It was a, a run in. The lights went out and Sabu did a run in or something, and I got the win finally. So I'm no longer a Javier. Tomorrow you will be. 
<laughs> oh my damn. So yeah, by the time this will be up, oh, this will be up tomorrow morning. So you'll have time if you hear this by, I think like five p.m. Eastern time it starts. It'll be live on Fight TV. So if you want to catch the show, definitely check it out. Game Changer Wrestling. We're gonna run down the card, give us some uh, predictions, and you'll see me, Jordan, and Aaron, second row. Second row, but uh, no big deal. Representing that murder death kill gang. All gang members are in attendance. <laughs> So let's just start it off with with what's going to be the opening match. The different boy, Jimmy Lloyd, against Alex Zane. Who you got for this one? So, <laughs> like I told you before this, um, I know about half this card, and the, and the half that I do know is from you. Yeah. So yeah. most of this is, and and obviously, these are just like one offs. So there's really no storyline unless I'm missing it or maybe uh, it's, it's their first show since COVID started. So it's kind of like a, they do do storylines, but it's kind of a restart. You know, on Nick everything. Page and Ricky Shane page had a thing, but they're not wrestling each other. Yeah. The, but that's the, the only that I was aware of. Yeah. That's still going to be an overarching thing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I'm going to say Jimmy Lloyd, just because I am more familiar with him than I am. Alexine. I think I'm going to go Alex Zane for this one. Ooh, there we go. I like it. We're next not in we, agreement. <laughs> next, we got the corn-fed cowboy, one call Manders, against the dirty daddy, Chris Dickinson. This match is going to be stiff. <laughs> These are two big men. They're going to be hitting real hard. I'm excited for this one. So yep. who you got, Manders or Dickinson? I got Dickinson. Yeah, I'm going with Dickinson, too, on this big one. That, you what? I got Dickinson on this one too for sure. He's dope. Manders is good, but he ain't no dirty daddy. <laughs> After that one, we got somebody we talked about on the Black Appreciation Show, AJ Gray. He'll be going against KTB, Kyle the Beast, Beast, Beast. But the Beast is going down. AJ Gray is going over. For sure. I agree with you on that because I just saw a tweet because I started following him after you suggested. Start following him on Twitter. He said he just shaved his head and he's been listening to Walk a Fuck Flame all day because he's ready. Yeah, he comes out to, oh, let's do it. That's Does he good. really? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> so sick. Look that. There's drug dealing music. Exactly. That's like, that's, I'm sure they get some hype while coming out of the wrestle. That's like a perfect song to come out and get you hyped to. It's like, uh, for whom the bell tolls. Yeah. Didn't. Oh, I can't. When, that, when those bells toll, I'm about to lose my mind. They will toll for the Nate Webb. And shout out to AJ Gray. He he's into hardcore too. I did not I've, know that. I've seen him post like Jesus Peace and Madball. So shout out to AJ Gray. Even more reason to like him. We'll have to get him a karma shirt. I might have to, honestly. I got a few. So next we got Alley Cat against Effie, which is gonna be a really fun match, honestly. I'm really excited for this one. Who you got for this? Yeah, I've seen Alley Cat wrestle maybe once or twice. The only stuff I know from Effie is just what I've seen on uh, Twitter. Yeah. So I'm going to go Alley Cat on this one. I was going with Alley Cat too. Effie's, I, Effie's re- like, they're both really good. And Effie's over, but so is Alley Cat. And I think Alley Cat fits the GCW style. Well, I don't know. I think they're kind of pushing her right now. So I'm going to go Alley Cat. 
And then next, we got Tony Deppin against the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. And I'm a Tony Deppin mark, so I'm going with him. I'm gonna I'm going with you. I'm gonna say Tony Deppin as well. Tony, I'm I I'm so excited for you to watch Tony Deppin work. He's so good, dude. <laughs> he's he's so I mean, good. You've been, uh, you've been amping him up, so I'm I'm excited to see him for sure. I'm a big Tony Deppin fan. He has a bad brains rip shirt. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh next we got Trey Lamar, who I'm not too familiar with, against Lee Moriarty, who are two both uh, two black young black wrestlers who I've recently got um, kind of they put got put on to because I heard a interview with Alex Shelley and he was talking about Lee Moriarty and he also mentioned Trey Lamar but he was really putting over Lee Moriarty so I'm going to go I'm going to take Alex Shelley's uh, blessing <laughs> and I'm going to go Lee Moriarty for this one yeah I think I am too and then that's just got, a shot in the dark there's no yeah shot in the dark here there's 10 matches on this show that's so sick I'm hyped <laughs> I, I'm like scrolling through this and looking like, oh, we're, we got a few matches left still. Oh, yeah. So we got the five-way scramble fuck is what they're calling it. We got Candle, Calvin Tankman. He's a big boy. He can move. I'm really excited about him. I haven't seen him work in person before. I've seen a few videos. But I'm excited to see him go. We got Chicago's own Gringo Loco. Yeah. Shout out. We got the prodigy Benjamin Carter. We got Cole Radrick, who I, I'm, I'm a big fan of. He's I've seen him in a few GCW scrambles, and he's really impressed me every time I've seen him. And J.J. Garrett, who I'm not too familiar with. So I'm going to go with Cole Radrick just because I love Gringo Loco. He's, he's a Chicago legend, Chicago indie legend for sure. But I think Cole Cole's a GCW guy. I think he's going to be a big feature guy in GCW over the next few years. Who you got for this one? I got to go with the Midwest boy, Gringo Loco, from All one right. to another. I'll take it. I'll take it. So next, we got All Heart, Blake Christian, against Hot Fire, Myron Reed. This match is probably going to be – is this going to steal the show? This match yeah, is going definitely. to steal the show. I, I don't know how familiar you are with Blake Christian, but he was supposed to wrestle Will Ospreay at uh, spring break, and that was going to be insane. Wow. No, but, I'm I'm not real familiar with him, but I do know Myron Reed, and I've seen him a handful of times, and he always kills it. I'm gonna send you after we done recording this show. I'm gonna send you a Blake Christian little tape for you to watch real quick, like a little like Twitter video. Okay, you're about to get your mind blown. <laughs> he's crazy, dude. He's insane. He's a young guy too, but I think I got Blake going over going over in this one. You got Myron? Yeah, I got Myron Reed. That's what I thought. I figured. I'm a big Myron Reed fan too, though. He's he just put a record out. I haven't listened to it. You got to put a, a hey, rap really? album. So, yeah, I think you call it his rap name is the Kid Reed or something like that. We're going to have to listen to it on the way there tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to have to check it out. So, next match, we got the enemies. That's what I'm calling them. 440 Team Ohio. Ohio sucks. <laughs> we got Atticus the Cougar. by the lake. <laughs> Atticus Cougar. And Ricky Shane Pussy, Ricky Shane Page, Ooh. against the second gear crew, old Mancer, Mance <laughs> Warner, huh? and Matthew Thrash Justice. Nice. And I, 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 I refuse to think Ricky Shane Page will do anything 
good against Old Man's here. Old Man's about to hit the pay window. He's about to win. SCG's going over. SGC is going over, I should say. You Please. think? Probably not, but I'm going for it. I'm going all in for Old Man's here. I'm one. Oh, I'm I forgot one. to tell you. Well, but oh, sorry, not to be the no, you know you're off, fine. Go ahead. But I got an old man's here, a uh, fathead. I'm bringing tomorrow. Oh hell yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look for the fathead, people. If you're watching, yeah. if you're watching on Fight TV, look for the big old fathead next to my fathead. <laughs> what were you gonna say before I interrupted? Just the same thing that I I want to say that I agree with you, but I just don't see Ricky Shane Page, who's the champion, uh, losing. That's a good point. <laughs> but it could go the other way. It could go the other way as far as like the title's not on the line, so he's more likely to lose. Yeah, that's so, true. I guess I would we'll love see. to see that. Yeah, I'm we'll really see. excited for this match though, because you already know they're about to get some light tubes involved. For sure. And speaking of light tubes, the main event Uh-oh. we got Spider Nate Webb going against representing that murder death kill gang, Eastern Block, Hate Club. Gang affiliated MBK, all fucking day. The king, the man, the god of this shit. Dick, <laughs> fucking Gage. MBK all day. You already know the king's going over. We already know this. Shout out to Nate Webb. Indiana, he better win. All right. Hey, apparently, Spider Ray Webb is the king of Indianapolis, but he ain't going he over. Have it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But we already know that murder, death, kill gang. Nick Gage is going over. <laughs> MDK all day. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this show. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to see uh, Ricky Shane Page get thrown through some light tubes. That'd be but dope. I guess we'll see who's going over in the predictions this week because you, you got the win last week. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of confident about this one. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I guess we will see, but I might get I, the upset. Uh, you, if you get the upset, I don't know. I'm at the. I'm gonna have to take some liberties. Oh okay, damn! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start shooting on you. Oh fuck no! I'm <laughs> selling for you. I'm selling. You better sell. Oh hell! I'm gonna work snug. <laughs> you gonna but, get your shit in? Yeah, you got to, but. Yeah, we'll be back with a... Uh, I think we're going to do a review of this show, so if you don't get the chance to check it out, it'll be on Fight, even if you don't catch it, out, catch it live. So definitely check the show out. GCW is one of my favorite indies going right now. But we will be back with a review of this show within the next few days. But with that being said, where can everybody find you on social media? I'm on Instagram, XNEBX219, and I'm on Twitter at FatXTony. How about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Burning Hammered, and my band is on Twitter and Instagram at Karma M W H C K H A R M A M W H C. And then the podcast is on Instagram at Go Home Pod, and on Twitter at The Go Home Pod. But with that being said, that's all we got for you this week. So before we leave, I just want to say, make sure you go on Twitter and look into everybody speaking out right now because that is some very important stuff and you want to make sure that you know what's going down with the people you're supporting. But everybody stay safe out there. Black Lives Matter. And it's time to go home.